Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Welcome back to business. Um, this is, I think, our first podcast all together as a family, meaning Sammy, Wags, and I, since the new year, right? Okay, so I did a couple episodes. We did the Patreon episode with Max Wyeth. We did um, the Troy McKeady episode. Love, Troy. Um, but now we're all back together as a family for an episode I'm so excited about because it's internet stuff. It's from around 2010, great year. Um, and we have Frankie Greek here, a true internet queen. What up? And I knew we needed to do an internet movie with you for sure. Absolutely. And there's a lot of like, a lot of people think like, uh, Cyberbully with Emily Osmond. They think that is a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. It's not. Hmm. It's ABC Family. We've done like the eating disorder Tumblr movie. Right. That's like, I wish there was more. Yeah. Um, but there's up. not. Um, and then we did, uh, we did like revenge porn, which is like a little soft for me. Like when they go really hard on the title, like Restless mm-hmm. Virgins, actually pretty soft movie. Um, but this is called The Boy She Met Online. And it's about a boy that this girl meets online. And, you know, it pretty much is, it's not worst case scenario, but it's bad. Right. It, it could have gone a lot darker than it did, but as soon as. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, sexy play. Like, it's a little bit like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, actually, like, emotional abuse. But, like, oh, this is, like, a really... I wrote down the word emotional abuse a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, like, this... I mean, this whole thing is, like, oh, fuck. Like, what a wasted opportunity. Or I wish they had backed off of the emotional abuse. Because, like, there's a... They did a really good job of sort of layering in this character that's, like, hardwired to emotionally abuse. I don't Mm -hmm. think he was intentionally doing it. That's my feeling on Jakester23. (laughs) But, um, which, by the way, I think is a very hot username. I wrote about that in my notes. Um, But that's, like, very, like, of my generation. That's, like, my generation's hot is Jakester23. But, like, yeah, it's, like, he... He is this, you know, tortured man. He has a lot going on. He really is very sweet to our heroine throughout the entire thing. He just right. happens to put himself in a lot of bad situations. And so, her. And her, of course. Yes. And so ultimately my thought is like, I don't know if he knows how to act. And yeah. like, therefore, I think he's abusive. But it would have been tight, like movie speaking, if he was truly 
like intentionally abusive like more sinister yeah like yeah like literally like manipulative yeah like i don't think he was intending to manipulate her no not any yeah, more yeah. than she was with him right but we also don't get a lot of backstory on him like i was like wanting a little more. bit more about like okay so like what's going on like what happened to you in childhood and also like who did your highlights in prison yeah like those were the questions that i had because you're just kind of you have to fill in a lot of gaps for yourself as to like why he's acting this way and like why he was seeking out this relationship in the first place well like he definitely has this sort of like pretty boy like jack and titanic Mm -hmm. sort of like but if it was like really white trash like low rent situation (laughs) like it's very much like he has that sort of pretty boy look for a prisoner um and then also this is a great high school movie just because you see these two sort of this like couple sync up in a way where they think they live very parallel lives, mm-hmm. but in reality, they could not be more different. Mm-hmm. And like, they're slightly tortured and, or they're tortured in different ways past. They do not equal one like whole ass relationship. Right. It's very sad. It's very sad, you guys. I hope you buckle the fuck in because <laughs> it's a great episode. Do you want to talk about, I mean, I think we should just get into it. Sammy, um, you want to talk about what you did? <laughs> Uh, not for partic- yeah. I, I she's like no, I, I actually people, don't. <laughs> I asked people to uh, chime in in the comments with their worst online dating stories, and I said to Sammy like, oh, it's gonna be great. Like it's about a catfish, and we're like, oh my god, me. Yeah, I uh, I got AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, like I think I was like thirteen or so, and then while I was tooling around there, I found like the chat room like option, and of I course. immediately got in and uh wasn't myself and there was a girl who i'm assuming so my <laughs> my first name was squeejack because at the time <laughs> i was uh super into nightmare before christmas and uh invader zim mm-hmm. so just smashed those two together and the girl who decided to talk to me I'm assuming it was goth and she sent me a picture, but like in the, <laughs> like the by early the way, when Sammy said picture, like her fingers looked like a postage stamp because that's what pictures looked like yeah. back then. Yeah. Like, it was, fuck, they're hot. Like it's literally like a postage stamp. Yeah. So she, she sent me the picture and she was just like, I didn't even tell her my name, but she decided it was Jack because obviously the screen name suggested that. So she's like, please, Jack, send me a picture. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. And then she stopped talking to me. But then there was another person who actually like formed a like actual relationship with and she, uh, they were posing as a person from California. And I think she was like, saying she was like 16 or 17 and i said i was like a 22 year old man (laughs) (laughs) and then like oh my god i yeah it went on for a while um and then i I was listening to this band called tsunami bomb Uh and so i was sending pictures of their drummer to her (laughs) oh my goodness Love that. Uh, yeah. And then it just, it just, fa- the, the, the relationship itself just like faded away, but it got like cybery for a second. Well, Sammy, guess who's here tonight? Uh, <laughs> oh my you God. Would Behind you door number I one. I would, I would be shocked that if it was actually a woman. <laughs> so yeah. I used to go into chat rooms and um, pretend to be Dickie Barrett from the Mighty Mighty Boston's um, <laughs> half sister. <laughs> 
And I would just like fucking just like flex so hard in Scotch at rooms. Like <laughs> people would be like, Oh, are you sure? I would like make up like the most intimate details or be like, Yeah, you taught me wiffle ball. Like just like random stuff. And then also I tried to slander um the children of the owners of legal seafood for no reason. <laughs> um I just went into a chat room and said I heard they're racist and <laughs> Just went in and that was just an afternoon when I was 14, 15, keeping myself busy. I also realized, um, or realized I uncovered a memory of, I used to go to an AOL chat room called the bar Mm -hmm. and it was like a local social scene bar type atmosphere where it'd be like people in their twenties and thirties, like up cybering or whatever. And then someone would always designate themselves as the bartender, which meant they made like little drinks out of like Leets being fucking Sammy's <laughs> So my job is the bartender. Me, I'm 12. Literally, because yeah. we got it when I was, we got it when I was 12 in, in uh, seventh grade. Uh, about to turn 13, big things going on for me beginning in the new school year. I'm serving, uh, drinks to old men and women in a, uh, chat room. Like, you tell well, them? I'm the ambassador. I'm the fucking, I'm the cruise director. And they don't know you're 12? No idea. No. And then I remember like speaking to this, first of all, all the time pedophiles, like every person, oh, yeah. I, I thought they were all like so taken by me. I was, they were always like, I can really speak to you like an equal. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I really, thanks, like, I'm really mature for I my really age. got groomed the fuck out of. Like, yeah. I actually have one story. Well, I'll just like tease it. Um, basically, I think like a pedophile threatened a boy from my school that was bullying me, but there's no confirmation on that. But I do know that he did say to me something to the effect of like, I met your friend and like, he never fucked with me again. So I think this guy might've done a drive by that said, he could have met anyone small town. Yeah. True. You know? Um, and also this guy at whatever. So then there was this other guy that was like old and clearly a pedophile. And he was talking to me from England. So we would always be on off hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he'd be like, Oh, like just like my catching my favorite girl, like on my way to work. And I'd be like, I got to go to bed. but It's so nice to see you. (laughs) That's my bedtime. Yeah. And, and and I remember like, we would talk for like 45 minutes and just like be having these like intellectual conversations and I remember being like, fuck, like, what if AOL charges you to talk more to England? And like, just being like, fuck, like, my mom is going to find out yeah. that I have all these amazing friends. Cause that's what I thought of them as. Right. Like, not a old, sexy men. I thought of them as amazing friends. Did you have any, I mean, you were a little bit more, you're younger, you're from mm-hmm. a more web savvy, I'm from like when they just let you out on the street and you played with like, and you walked miles and miles. Right. I think you probably are from more of like, uh, there was at least fences on the yard. When you a, were a little up. bit probably. Um, but like I had absolutely no supervision as to like what I was doing on the internet when I got on the internet. And I remember it's another one of those things that I forgot about and then like kind of recovered the memory in the past couple of years. And I think that I was like, 
nine, t- nine, ten, that kind of age. And I remember being at my grandparents' house and being like going on their computer with the dial up, waiting for it to like boot up or whatever. And I don't remember the names of the chat rooms, but I know that there were specific ones. And I would never lie about my age, but I just like wouldn't touch it. But a, a couple times, like if I would say my age, like people would start arguing with me and telling me that I was like too young to be in this chat room. And mm. I would argue right back when and, the like, ASL comes out. Right. And yeah. I would start these like weird fights that I was like trying to prove that I was like mature enough to be in this chat room with these perfect strangers and then there was this boy that i was like messaging with back and forth on aim for a long time and he he thought that i was older than i was and then he found out and he got really upset and he was like well now i feel weird and i was like and i was just so like i was asexual at that point in my life like i didn't under you know what i mean like i i was wearing like bucket hats like i was just like not Sex wasn't a part of my life. I was a literal child. And I was like, I have a friend and he's older and it's fun or whatever. And then I, I was like so hurt that he was upset by me, not lying, but like when he found out how old I was, he was like freaked out. And I was like, of oh, course. No. Yeah. But I, yeah, I definitely did the chat room thing hard. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember like, cause the first real social media I got on was Zanga. And I definitely like talked to strangers on Zanga. And in my head, I thought that they were all my age because they were running like Harry Potter fan fiction accounts. Would you like say that's like MySpace meets LiveJournal? I didn't really do LiveJournal. Like, and I've only looked like at it like Zanga twice. Was? Like, yeah. Was that kind of like it's yeah. journaling, but also social media or yeah. no? Yeah, I would definitely say. What I know, if I, if live journal is what I think it is, then yes. Like it was definitely like you're writing an entry and your friends can comment on it rather than like a MySpace back and forth. Like you couldn't comment on it. It was kind of like anything. a Tumblr, but you could yeah, comment. Cause you could yeah. do the whole like HTML thing mm-hmm. and like have a song that auto played when you went to your page and stuff Did like that. Did you have custom moods? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I had a sex in the city mood set made for me, uh, for my live journal. Regretted it immediately. A lot of those faces were pretty much the same. Um, but yeah, that was like an amazing era we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And this is now 2010 in this movie. For what they show of the internet, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, we had the same experience where we both thought this movie came out in 2017 and we were like, yeah. what's going on? And then I looked it up and it was like, okay, 2010 makes slightly more sense. But like 2010 is the year I graduated from high school and like I was very logged on even then. Yeah. So like my internet did not look like this and never in my life would I print out a web page for my own personal use. Truly. <laughs> yeah. So like 2009 is when Tumblr came around just like as a bookmark for everyone like Historically speaking, I guess if you're using a PC, like a dating website could look like this. Right. And just even the fact that a 17 year old girl in 2010 is on a dating website, which is like when this was a 2017, I was like, why is this bro shaming her so hard? Yeah. Like everyone should be like, that's hot. You're on Tinder. Like, right. Like, when did Tinder come out? Um, I was in a relationship, I think. Like, yeah. so I don't know, like 2013, 2014, okay. or I was like working a lot. It was something where like it just didn't apply to me. Wasn't and on also, your radar. I still thought it was weird. Yeah. I mean, like, I still, it is weird, but I, this was just like so not anything close to Tinder. This was like a dial up desktop. Yeah. Bad design situation. It was like match.com. It would be like a 14 year old being on match.com. Yeah. It's, it's like, it was called cupidhelpus.net. That's what I wrote down, I think, yeah. which is just like, <laughs> yeah, wait, what like was it called again? CupidHelpUs.net. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a, a name they spent 90 seconds on. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I was like trying to find more like exact email addresses. I did get both of their screen names. I mean, how couldn't you have? Mm-hmm. But 
Let's just start this movie off, okay, baby? You start with a cool font. It's very sci-fi. I don't know how you would describe that. I feel like that shows up in like a lot of that shows up in a lot of things. Yeah, point. like an action. I feel very like Jason Bourne right now. And that's also very like it's right in the main fifteen fonts or whatever mm-hmm. you're offered. Okay, so we start out on this like cute like suburban house. We we get it. They're upper middle class white girls and they're hanging out, pouring over computer printouts of someone's dating profile. <laughs> um, so they have the profile up on the screen, but then in addition to printouts. Um, so let's, um, but I will say right here, Cammy gives me a lot of masculine energy. Yeah. I'm going to throw that out. Yeah. Cause the way that Cammy and her mom like had this rapport, I was like, Oh, Cammy's doming her for sure. Mm-hmm. She has a more masculine. Oh, with like the date and the guy from work and stuff. And she's just, like, like interrogating everything. Her. Just like the way that she just kind of like rolls her eyes. Like I was just like, dude, like you know that you're way more confident than she is. Like yeah. she's, she's alphaing her mom the whole time. It's kind of tight. Okay. So let's play the first, uh, First few minutes, uh, 10 seconds in to 3.16. So, what are you going to say? I don't know. What should I ask him? Mm, ask him when he's going to take you out on a real date so that you can uh, finally make up with him. He's <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> hot. <laughs> I know. Totally telling Dylan you said that, P.S. Anyway, seriously, what else do I ask him? Well, it, uh says here that he plays basketball and soccer, majoring in electrical engineering, um, plays guitar. Oh, ask him if he went to see any good concerts lately. Ooh, brilliant. See, this is why I love you. I never, like, hemmed and hawed like that really too much. I was too oh, impulsive to... to any good Concerts lately? <laughs> Subject, hey. <laughs> Ask him about his tattoo. It's a dragon, right? Ooh, good one. Look at you, two in a row. <laughs> she's like such a camp counselor. That's like right a now. second. Yeah, Dinner. she's a cheerleader. Yeah. That's like a second email, though. Danny? It's like, hey, part two. How <laughs> <laughs> <Any> tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this like paper mache tiger What's next to What's going one. on? Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, dinner's ready. And Lindsay, you're welcome to stay if you like. Thanks, but I can't. It's uh, Dylan's mom's big 4-0, and they invited me to go out to eat with them. Oh, well, that's so nice. Well, tell his mom I say happy birthday. I will. Three minutes? Good night. <laughs> okay, where'd you put it? Okay, <laughs> he's so hot. I know. Other people are bringing their kids to the company party. Besides, Doug would really like to see you before you go to New York. Are you starving or something? No, I just have a lot of homework to do before I go to bed tonight. I know you're leaving in six months, but Doug would still... Mom, Doug could care less about seeing me. It's you he can't get enough of. (sighs) Come on, we're just friends. Does he know that? Very funny. Oh, wait a second. What? You're trying to be all sneaky, but I'm on to you. What? Hmm. I know why you want me to go to that party. It's because that guy's going to be there, that son of the VP or whatever. Pete? Oh, Pete. The know. way she Maybe. says that makes me think she's been thinking Maybe about this for months. Yeah. Like, um, because then he'd have my cell number. Cammy, Pete is a really nice kid, and he's got a lot in common with you. Mom, he reads the dictionary on his spare time. The guy's a tool. <laughs> Cammy. Hello? 
Oh, hi, Kendra. I'm just going to take this. Upstairs. Hold on. Cammy. Bye. <laughs> oh, you're like family. Of course you can stay here. Okay. Okay, so we are. Uh, I just wanted to include some of that those cool jams at the beginning of the. Just so you know, we're in high school. Mm-hmm. It's cool music. Um, Jakester twenty three, I think, is really hot. What do you think? Well, my thing is that he he's twenty three years old, and I'm assuming that's why the username is that. And like, so is he going to change his username every year? Oh no, I think it's probably like a sports number. Oh, okay, like that's where my head went. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, maybe, maybe. Is he supposed to be actually 23? Mm-hmm. Was he lying to that extent? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he just knew I'm in prison right now. Right. I'll just, like, make this right now. Yeah. I don't think he was thinking about a long-term plan, unfortunately. <laughs> right. And this is only just the dating site. Who knows what his instant message name is? You know, True. It could be totally different. Also, why is he allowed to have a dating site in prison? There's that. And, like, I also think about that a lot. Like, what... I know that there's obviously pen pal programs and, like, mm-hmm. there's ways that people get in touch. But there has to be certain ways that, like, prisoners can get into like chat rooms or message boards. Like yeah. I was thinking that today, like do they have access to Reddit? You know, like yeah. cause 60 days in is like a show I watch a lot and they have like a lot of the people who are in the jail with them get on Reddit after the fact mm-hmm. and like talk about being Their in there experience. with the, yeah. Um, so I'm like, obviously people in jail know about Reddit. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're on there in there. They have tablet access. Like, dang. Yeah. When you have a tablet in your cell, I need to know what you're doing on it. Like, oh, are you 100%. just reading? Like, it's also pricey. You have to rent it and it's like expensive. Right. Like comes out of your commissary. Yeah. That's like a big, like, Oh, you're doing well. Right. You have like rich fans. I would just think that like there would be, and like, obviously she lied about her age to get on the site, but like in this cinematic universe i would hope that there was like some sort of like they should be watching what these prisoners are doing online and see if they're like being predators to children oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely i do wonder what like the limitations are yeah because i'm sure you're not allowed to watch porn of any type Mm -hmm. like i wonder if you're allowed to have access to youtube like there's a lot of stuff that can like yeah we really only see them on email in the prison and like gangs are everywhere Mm -hmm. like if they can exist on a social platform they will Mm -hmm. that's what i know from 60 days in um i'm like i'm not speaking uh knowledgeably about gangs outside of a reality show i've watched a (laughs) a few times um so i do want to say mom walks into the room holding a rag which i hate yeah i don't love that like that's such a mom movie thing but also a very sad mom thing from real life i remember like certain moms with that haircut would walk in yeah just wringing a rag that they were like washing their hands off when they were cleaning chicken breast and it's like girl you can put that down Right, because she, in this scenario, would have walked upstairs, like, left the kitchen, walked upstairs to Cammy's room, holding Holding the rack rack. the entire time. And it's like, I don't know if it's a guilting tactic, because she's made dinner, and Mm -hmm. so we got to look at that rag and be like, wow, she's really, she's really doing, she's got a rag. Like, she's needs it to come upstairs. Or, if this woman's just insecure, because here's the deal, she's single, Ben's single. And she, like, she's working this, like, stay-at-home mom sort of vibe. She does work. But, like, can we get, like, a sexy blowout day? Can we go get nails done? Now, we have a good friend of the family coming to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's the phone call in the middle of dinner when yeah. Cammy runs away. You're to like go, family I am. to me. Yeah. Right. Which so, is a normal thing people say to each other on the phone at the beginning of conversations. Yeah, of course you're like family. I mean, yeah. like someone says, can I come say, of course you're like family. Right. But then you have to think about, we have to walk back into what are the things that would like elicit that sort of thing? If you know you're like family, you wouldn't ask or you'd be like, hey, is there, you know, it's interesting to me because I have one question throughout this movie and it's who the fuck is Kendra? Yeah. I wrote that down. We don't have any information no, about like, her. No, like Frankie, or... it's insane how much this woman influences the plot of this yeah, movie. Yeah, she pops up all the time. And also their relationship is either completely inappropriate mm-hmm. or they are, have a very fractured family relationship. Right. Like, I have no idea how these people know each other, if they work together, if there was one summer in New Hampshire right after the divorce where they all went to the beach and they were working as waitresses. That's maybe where they met. I have no idea. They seem to have this like socialization and also closeness with the daughter. Right. But also very clear that they're not family. They're like family. Right. I need to know. Like, was it ever like, was something cut out or did they all just like have a good faith that no one would ask? Yeah, I think they just thought no one would ask, but we really don't learn anything about her except for that she's dating a snowboarder. It's and, glaring to me. And she has great highlights. That's all we know about her. She does. She has, like, fun hair for, especially. We don't yeah. know what she does for work. We don't know what her relationship with Cammy is. They do have that weird, like, it seems like they're tight. Like, she would have, like, gone to Kendra when she got her first period or something. But, like, there's, there's like, a few moments yeah. where it's, like, why are you being, like, disciplinarian? Mm-hmm. Or, like, there's a few things that she lets go where I'm, like, are you the are you the bad guy? Like, are you facilitating this? Um, but we'll get into that. So, uh, basically like Cammy's best friend, Lindsay, Lindsay's like wifed up at 17. Like she and her boyfriend, like, no, no, no. Like I'm going to be with his family tonight. They make me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I could see she has this like stability to her where I'm like, I mean, I guess if anyone could handle like marriage after high school, it would be Lindsay. Like Lindsay knows herself. She's also pretty consistent a voice of reason. Like, yeah, Lindsay knows herself. She's yeah. not, she has no, like, where we see with Cammy, Cammy, Cammy doesn't know who she is. She needs a man. Right. She is craving the opportunity to be of help to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really sat with me in a weird way because normally they don't cast someone, when there's that, like, doubting there, they don't cast someone that, like, overtly pretty. Do you know what I mean? For It'll Cammie? be someone that's like, yeah. There'll yeah. be someone that's like, she's interesting. Like, she's really pretty. Like, if anyone called her ugly, that wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like this girl's like very stunning, and mm-hmm. also she's a huge actress. Okay, ready? ready? I don't really know her whole deal. She's Greek, but she's on Chicago PD and Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. And um, okay. there's a lot of people out there that the history of us. I think that's a uh, that's a Black Mirror thing. No. No, um, she's done a lot of work. And if you watch any of those shows, you're probably like, Damals, we know. Um, okay. So moving on from here, uh, her boyfriend or do this, like, I love you. I love you. Nothing literally acting 37. Then we cut to, um, the prison rec room. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're seeing this cute high school, hopeful love situation. And then we cut to like this dreary, dark, they really play it up like a horror movie. Yeah. And it is federal prison, which probably means that there's not, like, murders in there. But you would feel, like, grisly murder. I'm. Why is even he in federal prison? Right. It doesn't make sense based on his charges, which is basically, like, 
robbery. Yeah, it de- it definitely doesn't make sense. And also just like the costuming for the prisoners is like a men's button down shirt. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing an identical like light blue button down. Like I'm confused why they didn't just like order a bunch of scrubs and go. Like, they needed like to pick a lane. Yeah. Well, this is a very like Martha Stewart prison uniform. Yes. Right. Where it's like it's we a get a button shirt, down pajama. And they're all wearing the same one. And then his cellmate has like a diamond earring and is wearing Air Force Ones. And I'm like, where did you get those? Yeah. I'm confused. I would voluntarily go to a prison where I got to wear like chic button down pajamas and just read. Yeah. And like work out. I would Why love not? that. Not speak to anyone. Mm-hmm. I would be totally a loner. I'd love it. Um, the showers would be difficult. Um, so, um, Jakester23, he's a cute blonde. I said, I, he was giving me a Devin Sawa vibe. I feel like that was incredibly generous now that I've rewatched this on different screens. Do you think Devin Sawa, like, what, what's the Who vibe? Is that? Um, honey, Stan. He's Stan from the Eminem music video. Devin Sawa, he was um in uh, Tom and Hawk. He was the fucking he's a famous he's movie Casper. star. He I, played need, I need a visual. Um, wow. Um, he's yeah. Also, like uh, <laughs> when Casper turns into like a boy, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in the movie theater with my mom. <laughs> and my mom was like, ooh. And I was like, mom, <laughs> like, he fucking turned from a, a ghost into a boy. Like, she voluntarily kissed a ghost. Like, also, this is embarrassing no matter what, but like, truly. Kind of like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know him? Yeah, with like the jawline. I see it a little bit. Stan. Yeah. He played Stan. Um, but yeah, so he gave me that sort of vibe, but then I realized it's super generous. He also looks a little bit like, um, like Ninja, mm-hmm. the Twitch streamer. Mm-hmm. He has that sort of like rough. Yeah. Like a little gaunt in the cheeks. You gotta, you don't want to hit it at a certain angle. Right. Like, and that's the thing when they first show his profile, like his picture, which I'm assuming was taken before he was in prison at some point in his life is like a creepy picture. It's like a guy that you don't want to be friends with on LinkedIn. And then like in this shot, when they're like panning up to him, like I'm thinking like catfish mode, this is going to look completely different. And he like stole this photo off the internet, Mm -mm. but it is him. And he's more attractive than he is in the photo. It's just his first mugshot. Yeah. That was probably what it was. But throughout the film, like every different lighting situation, he looks like a different actor. Totally different. It's really like hard to track it even. Cause yeah. like, but they, thankfully they didn't hire like any other blonde guys for this movie. So Jakester23, he's, um, messaging, uh, Cammy Whammy. That's Cammy's name. We found out now. <laughs> and, uh, the second voice we're going to hear is his cellmate, Dwayne. Love Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Um, 1415 to 521. Let's go to the rec room. Oh, she a 10. I know. That's Cammy. You know the chick I've been telling you about? Mm-hmm. We've been emailing for a long time now. So, I think I'm going to step it up and talk to her on the phone. Yeah. You tell her you're getting out in two weeks? Oh. Come on, she thinks I got a Penn State, not the state pen. <laughs> I had to tell her I was in college. Right. A girl like this had never dated a con. Hmm. You said it yourself, man. She is a 10. What's going to happen when you ask me that? I'm saying that. College boys don't have appointments with parole officers, man. It's a waste of time. No, it isn't. 
It doesn't matter anyway. It's like I said, when I get out, things are gonna be different for me. Amen to that. Okay, so he has this thing, our boy, Jakester23, mm-hmm. where like he's gonna burst at any moment. Yeah. And it scares me because I know he's not. Now when I when I watch this movie, I'm like, we didn't need to go so heavy on that. Right. Like there's no any, real payoff. Yeah. I mean, I just was like, dude, I needed to feel less like he was absolutely gonna snap someone's neck. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because he gets this like nostril flaring, like intense eyeball situation. He's not with us, yeah. sort of thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it's it's um we see that in a lot of these movies where it's like they always like will just like key up that music and someone will go into a zone and they Mm -hmm. disappear. Um, I mean, I guess ultimately spoiler alert, I'm happy this guy doesn't turn out to be a complete maniac, but there's something there that like, I feel already a dropped plot hole. Mm -hmm. Um, so we get to Cammy's classroom. I want Beth, uh, our listener out there. She is a math partner. That's what she calls her, her husband that Mm -hmm. does math. Um, and I literally, the first time she was trying to explain that to me, she was like, saying math partner not realizing it sounded like she does mathematics with this person for <laughs> like class. <a> study buddy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Listen to our podcast, man. Like I thought this was like a seventh grader and she was like, Oh, my math partner. And I were laughing about that. So Beth, if you guys watch this movie, I will play a little bit of math later, but I want you guys to listen. I don't think this teacher is saying math stuff at any point. I had that later in the movie when she like Thank is you. doing like she's on her phone and she mm-hmm. gets caught or whatever. I was listening to it and like, I don't even know, I guess it's supposed to be algebra and I haven't done algebra in like a long ass time. Yeah. Like, I took one math class in college and that was it. But I was like, this this doesn't make it sense. Does, it was like... I'm not ju- even saying sentences to me. It was math jumble. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were like hoping that maybe there would be like more music or over talking or whatever. Right. But there was not. Yeah. And I don't think that's math. Beth, let me know. Math partner, let me know. Um, so Cammy's getting an email in class. It's from the prison email client, which by the way, that's a huge moneymaker. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest moneymaker in prisons is the internet because they charge like... I think it's like you get 20 minutes for like a dollar fifty or something. Mm-hmm. And so that's like their huge moneymaker. Um, but she gets caught with her phone. Um, the teacher is a really strict policy. She holds like till the end of the day. Um, I wrote that to me, the way that when the teacher was like, I'm going to be holding it for the end of the day. And she like holds it out. It was music as if she was about to get like her HIV test results. Right. In 2010. So like extra. I could almost understand that if it was in a movie that was happening now, because like, Kids are so fused to their phones in high school, but like in and like what could be on a phone exactly, would be right, so much more, exactly. right? Yeah, but like I, I mean, we weren't allowed to have our phones out when I was in high school, and as soon as they saw it, they would take it. It was very standard. It's just like so much stress, man. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want to say to this movie, girl, we're gonna have time to stress. Like, let's enjoy our first twenty, right? Let's we don't ease have to stress this. out from minute one, right? I'm also we're we're stuck on this scene, and, and I'm loving the tape over the brand of the juice box. Oh yeah, and also her BFF Lindsay and her boyfriend kind of have one of those like, are we boyfriend girlfriend or are we brother sister vibes that I didn't notice before. They do, and also she sort of looks like his um his older half sister from like the dad's first marriage. Yeah, like she looks like a good five six years older than him. She looks like she was raised by a different mom, mm-hmm. like that necklace. 
that's like different influences there. There's a lot going on in this scene. Yeah. Um, but okay. So we're going to flash forward to this bizarre ass scene when they, um, are making this like, okay, Kendra gets to the house. They're like mom and mom and Cammy are fighting and they're like, you know, don't mouth after your teacher, whatever. Ding dong. And then Kendra gets there. She walks in. Cammie seems to know her well, but she doesn't seem excited to see her at all. Right. And then there's this strange tension between like her mom as well, where she's like, it's fine. Come in. Mm-hmm. Which is like, not really how you want to be greeted when you have a suitcase. Right. Right. So, and she's like put out there's like, they don't have water in her apartment or something. So she's like, you know, they're seeking refuge and they're in the middle of this like mother daughter dick swinging competition but that wasn't even really like the water thing was it really set up i think they say it like once at the they end were like, they yeah. say it at the end and like oh, i thought it on? was shade they were like oh did your water get turned back or your electricity get turned back like on you thought she was just trying and to like, I was hang. like ooh, i was like that is <laughs> well especially now that i've spent two hours not knowing how the fuck you guys know each other that could absolutely be shade right. um but yeah like basically t- i wrote here that the mom doesn't seem close to either of these people to me in this scene like that right. doesn't seem like her daughter or her friend so they're making some sort of meal in the kitchen um and Cammy's like, excuse me, I'm like, I don't want to be rude to my teacher. I have to go do my homework. And Kendra's like, Kendra's this blonde woman. I don't know how else to describe her except like she's like Stevie Nicks if she was like a, um, Hmm. Like a Thrive sales representative, like a yeah. Shanann Watts sort of, but meets a Stevie Nicks and that she has a sensuality about her that mm-hmm. is ever present mm-hmm. in, in my way, frankly. I felt very, um, I felt, like she hijacked my night in yeah. a way. Like it was a lot for me. Cause we're going to see, I took some screenshots. Um, so <laughs> she's like, she's like, I gotta go. And so Kendra's like licking her fingers like seductively, which what I thought, I thought it was batter. I thought maybe they were baking or something. Cause she keeps like giving her fingers blowjobs during this scene. She's like, so I'm guessing that that's what had to do. Like on what I walked in on tonight, she's 17. It's normal for her to want to break off and be independent. So I'm like, okay, these people must be close to like be commenting on her parenting. Right. Cause that's a big, like, Brothers and sisters don't even really like to talk to each other about that necessarily. Yeah. She's inserting herself also sitting on the counter, like just (laughs) on the counter. Like these two, their move is to just like literally get their shoes as close to where people eat as possible at all times in this movie. Then she's like, um, we go to a wide shot and then I realize what she's like licking is not like a batter, but it looks like, um, she's eating out of a white ceramic bowl that's behind a bigger bowl of like gravy. Mm-hmm. And she seems to be like licking pot roast gravy off of her finger. That's okay. Disgusting. So I write here, what the fuck is her relationship <laughs> to these people? Because this is a lot. Like this is literally like inviting the fucking Cheshire cat into your house to just right. be like eating all your shit and like commenting. So, um, mom's like, I don't, I never even bothered to learn Cammy's mom's name. Did you? No. Brenda? Who cares? It's, I, um, in all my notes, I called her mom. Yeah, just mom. Let's just call yeah. her mom. Let's just like fucking degrade this woman. So. Mom and blonde Kendra. I called her blonde Kendra every time I wrote her name down. <laughs> so. She had great highlights. Mom like literally is though 
that her name in the script could have been mom. Right. So mom's like, I don't encourage uh, my daughter leaving in the house, but I also want her to talk to me like a friend. And Kendra's like, do you ever think about like getting off her fucking nuts? Like, yeah. yeah I, she goes, I didn't tell my mom everything. I assume you didn't tell your mom everything either. So now I'm like, well, they're like family, but she has no idea about her re- like relationship dynamics with right. her mom. So this cannot be a lifelong friendship. This is the mystery of Kendra is that she's always throwing something in where I'm like, oh, they seem really close, but oh, that's like a major, where did they meet? Did they have Mm -hmm. a great weekend in Cancun? Like this is when I start to think this is my nightmare for like when I go to visit my friends from Japan and Italy, I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, I really hope I'm not a Kendra. Like, I really hope people aren't like, where did this bitch come from? They're like, I don't know. We like met her. We're obligated. Like that's, I would never want to be that. Right. So, um, she's also like completely giving, I'll show you a screen grab. She's giving her finger a beach, like fully (laughs) in this scene. And I know that this is her moment. She's like, this is her big lifetime moment. It's a big day for her. This is a lot. Like, I feel like this is very intentional. Sammy, pay attention to the finger blowjob. It's right here on the, she have multiple fingers in her mouth no it's just like the just main the one. one but then like yeah she's got like, like up to the knuckle on the contact. second one yeah this is like real this is gross like yeah. i bought a sex hand i'll show you i bought a sex hand for my friend belladonna's molded sex hand i brought it to send to my friend troy troy you'll have it in the mail before this comes <laughs> out um but i just bought it because it grossed me out and it's like a mechanical sex hand and that's exactly what this hand looks like look yeah. it up you guys belladonna's uh molded sex hand um, uh troy mckeady will post a selfie with that as a part of this episode um because i said so so um Anyway, we're moving on to prison. Jake's sister, Celeste, yes. who looks like she could be Kendra's sister. Okay, that's true. So this is the deal with Celeste. I think she was a great actress. I need, I'm glad that they did not go over the top with her because mm-hmm. that could have very easily become an eye makeup situation. Right. They didn't need to do that with this actress. This actress looked like maybe she did a lot of drugs like 10 years ago. Yeah. But like she's a mom now. Yeah. She has a her, past life. She drinks water. Like she's got her life going on. Right. right. But, um, at the same time, there's, Something that's keeping her from being a 10 out of 10, and I don't think it's her, mm-hmm. but I can't put my finger on it. I can't, if it's the, the way it was shot, if maybe she needed more or less dialogue, if it's the wardrobe. I don't know what it is, but Celeste is a queen. And Celeste basically says like, yo, mom's done. Right. I also cannot, we're trying to get the kid back. Loved that. I Yeah, they never talk about that ever again. But like also that was to me like I was like, yeah, I know Celeste when she was like, you know, like I can't have you either. Like we're, you know, we're getting close to getting the kids back. Like <laughs> that is everything. Right. Like I like just I'm like, oh, I literally wrote this is very believable. There's something off. It's not making like a real movie, but they played her really well. So then Jake gets up like a person who was not going to do well when he gets out of prison right. at all. Like everything that he displays, if I was the guard, I would have been like, we need to leave him in, keep mm-hmm. him cooking for another month or something. But no, um, he's like, He's like, I'm done here. And then as he's leaving, he's like yelling. He's like, oh, you'll see. I don't need any of you when I get out of here. And like yelling over every other single person in the room. Everyone's looking at him. His sister is standing there silent, sitting there silently while he like yells this. And I'm like, 
he's going to get the shit beat out of him when he goes back yeah. to his cell. <laughs> They're going to be like, you just yelled at like a chick like that in the visiting room. You right. yelled at your sister like that. Like you got called, you, you checked out early. Like we would do anything just to have access to the Fritos machine in there. You know, um, you don't like mess up that time is all I'm saying. So Dwayne and Jake are in the cell and mm-hmm. this is a very sweet moment. Jake is like, you know, he's, he's beating himself up. He's got his head against the wall. He's being very like, Something happened to him as a child. He was disciplined very hard, and we're seeing that inner child come out. And Dwayne's sitting on the side of the bed. These two are like the um, knockoff comedy duo nobody asked for. Like, this is like a very, like, Kevin Hart and someone else, like, sort of, like, David Spade and Kevin Hart are, like, in this cell. You know what I mean? They have this dynamic that's not happening, but they want it to. It's very forced chemistry, yeah. But, like... It's cute. It's just archetypical in a way that I was surprised for this movie. So Mm -hmm. Dwayne's like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Just show up at your mom's place. She'll take you back. Which, like, I would think so, too, Dwayne. That's Mm -hmm. a good call, right? But he's like, no, man, forget it. Forget my sister, too. You know, that guy, my friend Edgar... He's going to be around and this girl I'm talking to. So we basically get, we see her, Ed, Edgar was always a good time guy. And then they start to play this music that makes me very afraid of Edgar. I just know right. Edgar did not always have his back the way that he says he did. Yeah. Also like this, it's very early in the movie still. A lot happens in the first 20 minutes of this movie. And when he's saying this and he's talking about getting out of prison and he brings up Cammy, that's when I'm like, oh, okay. So like you weren't just bored in prison and you were like, I'm going to start like an internet no. romance. You were like, oh, I'm emotionally invested in what I think is an 18 year old girl. Yeah. Who thinks that I'm in college and this yeah. is going to work out fine for me. Yeah. Cause it was funny to me in the first scene. I guess I never doubted that. Maybe I assume guys are more romantic than, than they are. <laughs> but like when he said to Edgar, like, Hey, you know that girl I was telling you about? He's like, yeah. Or when, um, sorry, when Jake said to Dwight, you know that girl I was telling you about? He's like, yeah. And I was like, Dude, what the fuck do you talk about? Like, there could only be one girl. Like, how many yeah. girls are you talking about? Of course it's a girl. Right. So, they're in a cell, um, truly. So, um, yeah, Cammy gets trashed by Lindsay for being on her phone nonstop during lunch. They're doing this, like, whole, like, oh, you're whipped or whatever. Right. Um, and the boyfriend is, like, very, he's very smart about this. He's savvy. And he's like, dude, this guy's not going to call you. He's probably talking to 30 other girls. This isn't real. Right. Then, um... She gets a call. 10.15 to 12.21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Spits out the sandwich. <laughs> Hello? Will you accept a collect call from... Jake. Yes? Jamie? Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, really sorry to call you collect. Uh, my cell phone died, so I'm just going to pay phone. Oh, that's okay. I'm just glad you called. How are you? Me. Okay, I guess. Just okay? Yeah, well, I got some bad news today. Oh, what kind of bad news? It's nothing really. Uh, I'm actually feeling much better now that I'm talking to you. I have that effect on people. <laughs> Is that so? What's going on? It sounds like you're at a party or something. Uh, yeah, no. Um, just at a bar on campus with some guy friends that I found. Take a minute and call you. Well, I can call you back later tonight if you want. Actually, that's also no. Um, got a uh, got a ball game, bad basketball game. Oh. Yeah, but I have some time in between classes tomorrow. If you can get online to chat and everyone. Say two o'clock. Um, sure. Two minutes. Let's go. Listen, uh, I gotta run, Princess. 
Uh, can I call you that? Um, no. Sure. Raw. What do I call you? Why don't you think about it? Buyers, let's go. Later. Bye. She's so ready to so, brag. Yeah. So, he's at a bar with some of his friends and took some time out to call. How thoughtful. Shh. I want to hear this. And he called me princess. <gasps> really? That's so cute. I know. <laughs> it's cheesy. He's a cheese ball. No, he's not. <sighs> so, when are you going to meet him face to face? I don't know. Soon I hope. <laughs> Lindsay literally looks like a lifetime movie of like AOC. Like she literally looks like <laughs> yeah. 25. Like she's ready to like, you know, do some rounds. She's about to get elected. Yeah. Honey. She is professional. Lindsay actually fully looked like a grown ass woman to me when she just stood up there. But maybe that was um because Cammy's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> wait, first of all, do you know what's like, I don't think you can at this time in particular. I just know from like a friend. I don't think you can get collect calls on your cell phone. Right. Also, like, that's not how they do it. Right. It's like you're getting a call from the blah, blah, blah correctional facility. Yes. That is like a well-established thing that happens. But she also is just like, she doesn't miss a fucking beat. Man. No. She's like, oh, I get collect calls all the time. This yeah. is fine. And like, does not question that his cell phone died. Does not question that he's calling her from a payphone. Like, where did he find a payphone? And they would definitely have like, I mean, I guess like, I mean, this movie was pretty tedious in some senses mm-hmm. where they would have been like, don't worry about it, man. I told her I'm calling her collect because like my, my, my phone fell in a puddle on the way to class. Like this guy also was like being very uh, specific about some of his lies in an interesting way. Right, but it also seemed like he didn't plan any of the lies out before he got on the phone. No. And then he was scrambling and he also has this whole like introspective moment where she like asks him how he is and he's like, oh wow, no one ever asks me that. Like he goes on this journey with his eyes and he's yeah. like, I'm okay, I guess I got some bad news. Well, it's very anti what I understand to be prisoner basically and that like a lot of times you don't put shit on people on the outside because one, you want them to keep calling back. Mm-hmm. But two, like, you can't go there. Like, you have to keep it on the inside. You don't, like, you don't talk, like, the fact that he gets on the phone and starts giving this sob story, like, there's no reason to keep talking to him. Right. You know? And I feel like he, there's something so odd to me about the way that he has, like, he just engages in this right away that really Yeah, they're, they're me both out. fully in it from the first moment but like the nerve to like while you have like a dice game gone out of control behind (laughs) you like literally they were like on lock about to be on lockdown yeah um but anyway so when he calls her princess for the first time disgusting truly terrible i hate princess hate it i feel always feel like queen for me has Mm -hmm. always been appropriate i think a lot of people agree with that there's something so diminishing about princess Mm -hmm. like i'm not like but especially like romantically like coming from someone like a guy like saying that to you it's like i'm not petite and like fucking like weird like what do you like what does that mean about me that you think i'm princess what do you what does that word bring up for you i i just it's very patronizing to me yeah and it's just in this scenario especially like the only thing i can really relate this to is like meeting someone on a dating app and then like using that kind of like a guy calling you like babe like right away like while you're messaging and it's just very like it's like you don't 
we don't know have that me familiarity. Like that. And if you did know me, you would know that like I hate that. And it's just it's it's very weird. It's very forced. And in this situation, just feels very predatory. But also, like we as the viewer know that she's a month away from turning eighteen. He has no fucking idea, but he still thinks that she's eighteen. So it's right. just like a weird vibe. Well, this was also of the in the moment that like we hear a joke later on where he like is basically like you're my booty call, but like not really. This mm-hmm. was also an age of like. Girls, well, guys were like, oh, my God, like, she told me to suck her dick. Like, it was so ridiculous. And, like, women, like, it, that was, like, a huge wh- flirting tactic. Was right. just, like, being, like, foul to the other person. Like, yeah. and, like, completely, like, just, like, b- like, being, like, in a weird way, that to me was... It was weird in a a gross way that, like, guys in college and, like, after that, they used to be, like, kiddo in sport. (laughs) So, like, print, like, be like, hey, kiddo. And you'd be like, you're my peer. Right. You know, like, you're definitely talking to me like I'm a five-year-old boy to, like, nag me a little bit, Mm -hmm. make me feel like I need to appeal to you. But princess is worse than that. Yeah. It's real gross. It's like you're you're an idiot, right? And like, like where did he get that? that? Like, did his dad call his mom princess? Did he see it in a movie? Like, I just don't know. Like, where Jake in prison was like, I'm gonna call this girl I met online Disney. Princess. Yeah, like probably like a glitter plaque at TJ Maxx. Um, right. God, like who buys that shit? But I do think it kind of helps feed into like understanding his mind mindset uh, that he's kind of living this fantasy where he's like, I'm getting out of prison in two weeks and me and Cammy are going to live happily ever after. He doesn't know anything about real life. No. So, um, okay. I wish he would have, I wish they would have made him been in prison for longer. Like if he had been in prison for like 10 years, like went in like killed someone when he was a minor, then I think like a lot of his like social tics would make more sense. Yeah. This is too excusable. Like it's too like, if she was in 17, if they were like 25 and away from it a little bit, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, he fucked up when he was younger, but right. we love, uh, Jakester. So, um, they're in the rec room again. Jake is trying to hurry Dwayne off the computer because Cammy's waiting for him in mm-hmm. this like beautiful hallway type. This is when like, she skips class, right? Yeah. She fully has her friend go in with a, like a note that she forged saying Cammy's not going to be in school for the rest of the day, which mm-hmm. is so bold. Right. Um, I was, so, I was afraid to be like a half an hour late. I couldn't <laughs> even pull that off. So, um, he couldn't get out of, uh, he basically can't get like Dwayne off this computer. So he's missing his time with her. And Dwayne's like, yo, you're getting out in a couple days. My ba- like my brother just had a baby. I need to say congratulations. Um, and he's like, is congratulations spelled with a D or a T? And then he's like, neither. And he deletes his whole fucking email. And like in, he like destroys his relationship with Dwayne, which right. is so stupid because right. you don't want to be in a fight with your cellmate. I watched no. enough 60 days in. That is major disrespect. Yeah. That is like, that is disrespect that needs to be met with consequences. So he's lucky he's getting out, but she's basically just like, fu- she's fucking up her academic career she's fucking up every she will by the end of this movie fuck up so many aspects of her life Mm -hmm. without even realizing it it's painful to watch cammy tells Lindsay that he didn't even show up for their conversation um she really like she hopes they still want to meet up she's still very like wide-eyed bushy-tailed she's not seeing anything wrong with this if anything she feels lucky to have the attention right so then the teacher runs into her which i feel like is another plot hole because like as we established like cammy's hot so like why Mm -hmm. are boys at her school not like 
down. Well, she did say, like, at the beginning of the movie, there was that line where he was like, um, Lindsay's boyfriend was like, oh, you're going online. And right. she was like, I wouldn't if there was anyone here for me to date. And her friend's like, Cammy likes older guys. <laughs> Which, like, I wondered, like, okay, is this supposed... Am I supposed to take more meaning from this than I did the first time? Because maybe this does all sort of inform this sort of wild streak she has. Because I yeah. do have theories about the fight she has with her mom where it's like, I need you to go 50% harder or I need you to just like like give in until mm-hmm. you like release rage. But yeah. you are like a little bit too... She just doesn't get it. Yeah. And maybe that's her dad in her, but we'll find out more about the dad in a minute. Right. Let's right now um, just play this great moment when Cammie comes home with her mom and her mom and Kendra are getting shit-faced on the kitchen island with some Ritz crackers. <laughs> they have some cheddar cheese out. They have Asses red wine. on the counter. It's literally the, it's the grossest looking like <laughs> cheese plate. It's so like, um, oh, in college, I would have thought that was divine, honey, so with some classy. Charles Shaw. Yeah. My friends and I would have thrown in on that. So mom's perched on the counter, ass by the cheese. Kendra's spread out over two like bar stool type chair things. Um, and her boot is like basically on the island stool. So let's wait 420, um, or sorry, 1420. <laughs> Got excited. Uh, to I had detention for giving Miss Linsky a fake note to get out of class. What do you mean a fake note? I want to know who mom I forged your signature. <laughs> you forged my signature. And where did you go that was more important than school? To the mall. And like Kendra thinks this is kind of funny. You went to the mall. Yeah. You skipped school to go shopping. No, that's the thing. Is like Kendra's really horned up by all of this. And today was the last day of the sales. I... And where is this incredibly Look. important scarf? And Cammy's kind of good at lying. They were, honestly. Literally, the fact Cammie, that they were this acting is not like this okay. is bad lying was crazy to me. You're just graduating with honors, and you can't start screwing it up now. I know, I know. It was a bad idea, okay? It was stupid. You don't know, obviously. Whatever, Mom. Do you care if I go talk to her? No, talk away. Talk away. Why, Cammy? She says, listen to me. I know. Hey. Hi. So inappropriate. Whoever Kendra is to be intervening like this in this child's bedroom. I know she's mad. She's a pedophile. I just can't wait till I turn 18 and I can do whatever I want. No one can say anything about it. Oh, I hate to break it to you, but things don't change just because you turn 18. (laughs) Your mom's still going to be your mom and... She's still going to want you to make the right decisions and be upset with you when you don't. But at some point, I have to be able to live my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. You need to make your own decisions. <laughs> but let me just say this. There are some mistakes that are the kind that you can learn from. And there are some mistakes that are the kind that can change your whole life. I wrote that quote down. Mom's the one so who can ridiculous. Help you tell the difference. There's a lot of like, I guess that means something. It's so like, hard. I'm not gonna question it. I know. I know. Thank you. Yeah. 
the fucking cleavage on this teenage yeah. girl's bed. <laughs> like, also, like, that is hard to, like, attain. Like, th- like literally, that woman looks like her boobs do not want to do that. No, she's definitely flat-chested. Like, that was, like, a, a push-up bra scene. Yeah. Like, throughout this film, she rocks a lot of, like, long, like really tight long sleeves, and she has no type of boobs. And then in that scene, they're like, we're going to put you in a baby doll top and these, like, ugly-ass Peter Pan boots that and are all that over I the goddamn say, counter. Why? Yeah, the costuming in this film, I have many notes. But yeah, it's it's weird. And she's always wearing a full face of makeup. Like the other we don't know what Kendra does for work. We don't know what she's doing when she no we don't know clue. when she leaves the house. The only place we ever see her that isn't the house is that is the burger place later. Mm-hmm. So like does she have a job? Where is she going during the day? Because the mom comes home and she's very clearly like in hair, makeup and wardrobe because I just came home from my she like worked, corporate yeah. job. But Kendra, we have no idea. I need to know. She is such a woman. <laughs> I need a Kendra spinoff. There's such a she's such a woman of mystery. So I do want to apologize to everyone in the audience that does not. Um, Alexandra Paul is the name of the actress that plays Cammy's mom, whose um, character name is Tori. She was in Melrose Place, which mm-hmm. a lot of you probably knew, and also she was. Um, I think she was a. Uh, David uh, Hasselhoff's like first wife, like oh. the son's mom on uh, Baywatch. So she was uh, on a whole. She's on ninety two episodes of Baywatch. Damn, that's some coin, honey. Yeah. All right, she doesn't need to do this. She does it for the love of the game. <laughs> so um, I'm really disturbed about Kendra. I want everyone to put a pin in Kendra. Mm-hmm. And please just actually, if you watch this movie, just let me know what you think's going on there. So we got back to the jail. It's the big day. Jake's getting out. Okay. He's all excited. There's a little bit of tension in the cell. So like, you know, you can't cut it with a knife. Like things are getting a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought they were going to just leave and not speak again. I thought, oh, he's going to have problems on the inside. You thought this is the last time we're going to see Dwayne? I didn't know about that. I thought maybe there was going to be some problems on the inside that were going to come back to bite him. You know, you can't disrespect. So um, they wind up pounding it out, and they agree to link up on the other side. So Jay walks down the road, and they just let the prisoner walk out, um, which yeah. I don't think, like... I think that, like, there is a rule where you have to get driven, like, a mile away from the prison when they let you out. They can't just, like, let you out in the neighborhood. They do, like, not everyone has someone to pick them up. Right. But I think they make you get away. Otherwise, why would you, I mean, it should be free to live in a town with a prison in it. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, really? Like, I mean, we kind of mm-hmm. just, like, let them out. Right. Like, and you they're know, just there now. And there's a lot yeah, of there's also, wooded like, area. We don't even get, like, a half a second of seeing Jake have any kind of difficulty, like, adjusting back into being, like, planes clothes civilian. Like, he's just kind of like, cool, I'm here now. I'm wearing plaid. Well, What's up? This is a movie about prison reform for me because mm-hmm. I, I thought about that so much because I do think he wants to be a good boy. The Jakester oh, yeah. wants to be a good boy. But then no one comes to pick him up. Can't come home to mom's house. Celeste's trying to get the kids back. He has no one else. Dwayne's in the slammer still. So who comes to pick him up? His buddy Edgar, who's always been there for him, who's driving a brand new Cadillac Escalade, which this was like the car at the time. Oh, yeah. I was surprised Lifetime even had the rental budget for this because I've never <laughs> seen like a luxury car like that with like... A- I'm sure they had it for exactly one day. Absolutely. But it, yeah. This, that that was a, a moment that was happening with that car. But also like Ed, the casting for Edgar was weird to me because he's got this like shifty, skinny... White, like he looks like a theater nerd, but then he has this like big dick energy. Yeah, he's so like, I do crime. I will say like I... 
there, I, I clipped the moment when I realized that this is definitely a local hire, like a Toronto local hire. Um, cause he like, I mean, he has this thing where it's like, he's not smarmy enough for me where I'm Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, that's like, wow. But like, he's also not out there enough. Like Mm -hmm. we were talking about, like, I love a Steve Buscemi villain. Like I wanted that from last week's movie a lot. I think this guy's like, he's very, he's a very good lifetime version of like sort of a, He's not a wise guy. Like, he's just fucking, like, gutter, like, person. I don't know. Like, what would you call it? And, like, what's, like, the local word in Philly or, like, Pennsylvania for, like, your local bros? <sighs> I We call them townies. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say townies. Townies. Probably. Yeah, he has, like, a townie vibe to him. Very sm- But, like, kind of, like, big fish in his world. Like, he's, like, very proud to have... Um, you know, $3,000 in cash. Right. So he pulls up and he does a little bit of like the Kevin, um, and Wayne sort of like wonder years moment where they're doing sort of like, Hey, you want to ride thing? And, like fucking around a little bit. Right. Then he gets in. It's like kind of a cute dynamic there, but like right off the top, we know he is Edgar's bitch. Like he is a, po- he's apologizing for like being out of jail and needing a ride. Um, and he's like, nice ride. And he's like, yeah, just a little something I'm working on. Welcome back, man. And then as he pulls away, I'm like, get out, <laughs> like yeah. tuck and roll, dude. Like this is going to be the end of you. So back at school, Cammy, um, is thanking Lindsay for this top she's lending her. And I'm like, I love that Lindsay has like the date tops. Cause right. like, she secured the boyfriend. She knows what <laughs> she's to wear. She's got the wardrobe. So, um, she's like, what's your lie? Are you going to be at my house? Which I love that Lindsay's like, what's your lie? Yeah. Um, and can I facilitate it? Um, she's like, no, no, no. My mom's going out with a friend. It won't even come up. So I guess the friend, it's not our, our girl that you would think it is. It's not Kendra. It's not Kendra. No, Kendra's they're taking not, a break for the night. No, it's a, I think maybe her friend that, um, is a, probably a, a big Bitcoin whale now. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so she goes, I'll see you in sixth. I love that. I always like, I feel like people forget to add touches like that. Mm-hmm. Like in high school movies. Yeah. See you in yeah. sixth. Like that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So Cammy gets ready for a date at home. She does a little half down, like half up, half down moment. Oh yeah. I loved that for her. Cause it felt very true to like, you know, you got to go full pony mm-hmm. on a date or down. This is very like square right. and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, she's so pretty. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so she's getting ready for her date at home. And then we see the place that Jake is staying in, which is kind of like a cross between like a drug den and like a college post collegiate sort yeah. of like house. It's definitely like a place where people do drugs and yeah. everything's it's a like bed. A Vancouver trap house. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So, um, Edgar tells him that he likes the clothes. He just got it from a sugar daddy. We see that Jake is wearing his clothes now and Edgar's like owning him. He's like, right. yeah, here, th- you know, here's your lifestyle. He calls him a gold digger. Um, there's a pimp dynamic between them. Um, so then, like on his way out, Jake's like, listen, man, if, if there's ever a problem here, I can go like hang out at my stepdad's cabin. Like, you right. know, the place. Back in the day. So Edgar throws him a set of car keys and he's like, you can borrow this for the night. It's my buddy's car. He's like out of town, which right away I'm like, oh, this is going to be the thing. Like it's going to be the car. Yeah. The car never comes up, guys. Right. This guy probably is genuinely out of town. So then um, Cammy heads out and she's busted by Kendra who's doing laundry. And Kendra's just like walking through doing laundry on a Friday night, fully acting like she lives there. Um, again, I wrote, who is this fucking woman? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to study. Um, 
she looks absolutely like she's on seventh heaven and she's lying. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like on the oh, stairs on seventh heaven yeah. and you're lying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Kendra's like, I know you're lying and I'm fucking into it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she mm. likes me. She she's gets like, off oh, of being in study. on the joke. And I'm like, girl, like if she fucking dies, like you're going to have to admit to God, you knew she was out getting bucked tonight. Right. Like I, you know, you can lie to what's her face all day, but you got an I know. So, um, intercut of like this sort of beginning date, we're going to have like the two of them meeting. This is a weird moment, especially for 2010. Mm -hmm. You don't know someone you're meeting someone in a romantic context, which is always a weird context in, um, even in today's world, but especially at that time, she's 17 years old. She's looking for this guy. Um, and uh, it's in a coffee shop. And so at this point, she works at this coffee shop, right? Because she like goes and gets the job. I don't think so. But, well, I don't know because like I think they were redressing it because the way that she oh, so it's not supposed to be the same one. I it's don't, definitely the same set. It's definitely <laughs> the same one. Okay, but like the way that it, I thought that there was another layer to it almost when she walked up and she was like, "Um, what are you drinking?" And he was like, "Just a coffee." And I was like, "Oh, this is like a." bar and restaurant they went to mm-hmm. this is where she's gonna find out he's old as hell right or that she's underage mm-hmm. um but maybe i mean i don't know maybe she is just like me me at my job that said bold move honey like right. i would not want to meet my internet boyfriend in front of my coworkers. 2010 um so you guys 20, 27 to 24, 41, there is going to be a little intercut moment of Kendra sort of happening upon her room. Nothing happens there, but, um, yeah, it's romantic. They shoot this like a horror movie, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh yeah. There is like a waitress. Hey. Hi. Yeah, you're even prettier in person. <laughs> Thanks. Gross. So are you. I mean, better looking. <clears throat> uh, what are you drinking? So, oh, it's, it's just coffee. Uh, do, do you like coffee? Do you, I can get you one. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Actually, a mochaccino. A what? <laughs> mochaccino. <laughs> hey. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Inspired She's dialogue. so, like... Girl, you're pretty. You don't have to be like that. Yeah. So, what are you going to do when you graduate? So, Kendra just Ever sees her clothes played out. And right. She's like, oh, this house is going really right like Yeah. Yeah. Think, right? Is that stupid? No, not at all. I mean, were you uh, one of those little girls that always wanted a pony for Christmas but never got it? How did you know? Kami's a total horse girl. Oh, she seemed like that kind of girl. She is. She's got pictures of horses in her room. She's got horse girl hair. Do you want to, do you want to just take these? But also, maybe? like, that's such like a... I don't know, go for a drive or something? I hate that yeah, because sure. it. I wish she was like, no, I never wanted a fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> also, less than like three minutes into this date, he's like, would you like to move to a second location? Well, oh my God, 100%. Wait. She's so willing to go anywhere with this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're taking a selfie that they cannot see with their side cam. Yeah, side especially. That's because you're standing next that to That picture looks like oh, shit, you know oh, it. Good one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, she looks like she's Does posing for a school picture. <laughs> it's no dream. It's just the opposite. I don't think she cares if I live or die. 
Love that. Really? <laughs> I love yeah, that. Casual first date banter. Person, my family now. My sister Celeste, but not even her so much anymore. Why not? How's your How's your dad? She's trying to get her kids back. He's as strict as your mom. Um, my dad died in a motorcycle accident about three years ago. <sighs> I'm sorry to hear that. My parents divorced when I was about 12. Then after my dad left, I stopped talking to him. He called every Saturday and left me a message and I never called him back. Then one Saturday it wasn't him calling, it was the highway patrol. <laughs> I saved his last message. I didn't listen to it ever, I just wanted to keep it. You know, I lost my dad, too. Uh, but I was so young, I don't even remember anything about it. Just that he was killed by one of my uncle's friends. Your dad was murdered? Yeah, and a business deal gone bad or something. Like I said, I, I don't know. Celeste does. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't really tell anybody this stuff about my dad. Well, that must mean I'm special. You are special. That wasn't a very good kiss. You might want to try that again. See if I can get it right. Hear that, guys? Lips smacking. So, um, all right. So here's the deal. <laughs> They're really getting it on for the first date. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that, like, when you're younger, like, when things are really crazy, like, fucking telling everyone, like, everything that, like, ever happened to you in your life is like, mm, this is good. It's foreplay. Yeah. It's like a weird, fucked up, like, you can see him. First of all, I think just in general, like, dudes get turned on by daddy issues. Uh, like, even if they can't help it. And he has this, like, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry that your dad that you didn't ever speak to is dead, but he's, like, kind of smiling. Yeah. And then he's like, like, the second she stops talking, his next breath is being like, my dad is also dead. Like, they're right. having, like, a trauma Olympics a little bit. Yeah. And it's, like, serving as, like, a weird foreplay into their relationship. Well, they do a lot of, like, weird, like, um, you know, someone admitting that they're, like, you know, confessing that they were, like, sexually assaulted to their partner for the first time. And then that leads to a kiss or something. And I that always bothers me in Like, lifetime. in Lifetime, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, always. Um, but, like, this, this in particular felt so teenage to me. In, like, a weird way that I don't think I would have known to look out for when I was a teenager. Yeah. Also, like, the, the missing connection for me was that, like, I know that there was the limitation of, like, he could only be online for certain amounts of time. Yeah. But this feels like shit that would have happened, like, gone down in the in the DMs, in the in the AIM. Like, yeah. Like, when you're like, oh, like, here's... Because I remember being, like, talking to boys on AIM until, like, one in the morning and being like, what's, like, the worst thing that ever happened to you? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Getting into crazy deep shit and then, like, telling your friends, like, 
like, oh, well, like we like talk. So like, yeah. I like know things about his life. So this just seemed like they feel like strangers in this scene. And then like all of a sudden they're all up in each other's shit. It's just a lot for one night for like any two people. And it has that dynamic of like sad in love, which yeah. like is like definitely a thing where it's like, we're just so in love that it's like fucking heartbreaking. Right. And like, Every, it's just so crazy that two such wounded people could find each other. And like Kendra, or sorry, Cammy, like her net life has not been that bad. Like, no. sorry, your dad, you never spoke to me too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like we've all been there, honey. Okay. Um, like, but also her mom's like a homebody nerd. Um, and this is great. We are going to meet her boyfriend in a minute, which is so exciting. But after this, so Kendra's reading a book, um, when Cammie's mom comes home. And this is another weird, how do they know each other moment where she's like, um, oh, how was your dinner with your friend? And, and her mom's like, oh, it was great. It was great. I didn't see Cammie's car, by the way. And Kendra's like, yeah, she went to her friend's house to study. And she's like, oh, okay. Good night. And she excuses herself. And I'm like, are you guys mad at each other? Yeah. And they're not. It's just like, they seem like almost like they're sharing, like, this is the lobby of a and b in, like, Maine. And, like, there's only four other people. Right. You gotta say hi. And, like, mom's not even acting like it's, like, she should be, like, flapping down on the couch and being like, here's how my date went. Like, she, it's just a weird dynamic. They have no relationship. And so it goes, yeah, so I'm like, maybe they, I, I don't know. Maybe when the wine is involved, they get different. Yeah. But... Um, I wrote Kendra is always looking aroused. That's just here in my nose. <laughs> Cammie finally gets home and it's a dark house. Classic scene. Her mom's like, what the fuck? Where were you? She's like, we were studying. Um, and her mom looks her up and down. And the way that her mom looks at her is like, I know what you've been doing because I did it too. Yeah. You know, it's very like, and you look back at that and you're like, ew, like when you're an adult, you're like, ew, you're right. And also ew. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing is that it's after 11 PM, which on a Friday night is absolutely not too late in any world. I don't know how anyone bought this. Well, I think it depends too, like if she was driving, cause if you have a Cinderella license, right. you can't be on the road past then. Cause I would always get in trouble for that shit. Princess Cinderella. Prin- yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a theme here. Yeah. Um, cause you're not supposed to be like, that was my curfew. Cause you're not supposed to be on the roads past then. And I would always like sneak out in the middle of the night and drive to my boyfriend's house. And I lived in bumfuck Egypt. So it took me 45 minutes to get there. And I'd always be so terrified. I was going to get pulled over. And it was so funny cause my parents had no idea and they thought that I was like, so good about curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and that could also be another drop pot, plot hole. I just think yeah. this woman's 17 years old. This woman, this girl's <laughs> 17 years old, like 11 right. p.m. A month away from being 18, which is repeated. Yeah, I come times. home from movies at 1.30 in the morning and I dead ass sober. And my mom be like, you saw a movie tonight? Good. Get yeah. culture. Go to bed. So, um, we go to um, Jake asking Edgar if he can borrow a little extra cash. Edgar has this girl around who I cannot even explain. She, I have several notes on her. She doesn't say a word. No. She doesn't have a single line of dialogue. I don't know, like, what... I never saw really King of the Hill, but is this, like, the character Brittany Murphy played but a human? Yeah, pretty much. Like, well, it's, like, the beehive and the bangs, and she's blonde. Yeah. That's a wig. She's rough looking, man. Yeah. And like, and it, it contributes to his like pimp vibe. And then, you know, Jake, Jakester feels even more like a muscle for hire situation, even though he's like a scrawny little Caucasian boy. Right, right, right. But yeah, this girl just seems like, I, I want her to be like, like rolling up a blunt or like, you know, 
getting ready. I needed to cook more some of meth. that from her because I was like, maybe she's a boss because they seem like equals. Like they were both like, oh god, this dude's such a pussy. Like right. they were clowning on Jake. Like they had. I'm like, when you are more in line with your like. I don't know, your pimp or whatever. What, I mean, what would you call her? His uh, sex worker? I don't think that that's the relationship term in that sense. But, like, I don't think that they would look at each other as homies right. in that way. I was almost like, maybe she's a boss. Like, maybe this is some, like, low-key, like, Adrian boss. shit on The Sopranos. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, she's kind of got her own thing going. Um, so, Lindsay and her boyfriend arranged with Cammie to meet up at a burger place uh, after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like... They part ways, and then Jake is, like, right there, like, six feet away from where they parted ways. So I was like, that's awkward. <laughs> like, wasn't she going to be like, oh, no, this guy right here. Like, yeah, we'll see you later. There was right. no wave, nothing. Like, Lindsay and Jake never formally meet each other. Yeah, it was like there was an invisible wall between them, and yeah. that was Cammy. And mm-hmm. it was like, it's more awkward to not acknowledge. I don't know, whatever. I just assumed that they didn't really um, pick up on that when they were... Staging it. So, um, basically, like, this couple is very inappropriate. Yes. Like, oh, if I saw them, I would know it's wrong. I would be like, this is a, this guy looks 22, 23. Mm-hmm. He is driving around a beater, like, clearly does not work. He's picking up a 17 year old girl outside of school. Right. Clean cut, gorge, ready to go take on the day. Um, and, like, they're in this, like, insular moment where, like, the first thing he does is he gives her a phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, can't have my girlfriend not having a phone. She's like, girlfriend? He's like, sorry, my booty calls. So this was, like, the moment that I was talking about earlier. Second time they've met each other. Yeah. Second time they've met each other. They probably feel very loaded by this. I yeah. mean, this is a lot of communication for him, boy. I'll tell you that. Um, but, like... This is the exact setup for an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. Totally. The cell phone. So now we're at a gloomy day at Cammie's mom's work. It's just a nondescript office building. She's talking to her work crush. Um, I don't know. 2753 to 2833. I feel a way about him. About the work crush? Yeah, I kind of like him. Is this who we're supposed to believe she was at dinner with? When yeah, Kendra was at this home? This is her crush. Got it. It does that every time I log on. Okay, okay. Well, l- let me see what you've been browsing to. You know, maybe you picked up a virus or something. He knows I'm Search on my teenage daughter's out of control. <laughs> I forgot about this part. More than two million hits, I guess. You know, Side traffic, honey. Yeah. Well, I did what you advised, and I got tough. I took away her cell phone. He's the original. So she's taking advice. parenting advice from literally everyone. Yeah, no, she called no, this, this podcast. Listen, she called this web radio show. And the enemy starves, all right? What is it with you and war analogies? <laughs> I don't know. It's too much Call of Duty or something. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, very 2010. I'd say so, honey. Very 2010. I love him. He, yeah. I mean, he's disgusting, like, in real life, like, but also, like, he'd be my friend that I'd be like, oh, you're incorrigible, like, you're fucking, like, he, he's someone that I'd be like, oh, yeah, my friend, like, totally is terrible to women, but, like, he's my friend, like, that's that guy. And yeah, also, he's not afraid of hair gel. Yes. And also, he's cool for her. 
Yeah. Like, he's, like, metal for her. Because, like, she really needs a little spring in her step. Yeah. She needs someone. She needs a day. She, I would love to queer eye her. Oh, Candy's yeah. mom, she would kill on Queer Eye. Um, so when Jake gets home, Edgar's stacking up a bunch of money in a series of velvet trays. Um, <laughs> Normal. And he sees like the suit that Jake's holding. He's like, what's that, a $200 suit? And he's like, no, it's $100. Spend the other half on a phone from a baby girl or whatever. And Edgar's like, of course, you're whipped. Great phrase of that era. Mm-hmm. Whipped. No one says that anymore. Yeah. Um, Jake says that he's supposed to dress for the job he wants and he thinks he's going to get the part. So... It's great because we just know he's going to go, he's going to shoot for the stars a little too hard. Mm-hmm. Like he also had $200 and he spent 100 of it on a phone and 100 of it on a suit. Feeling like there's some bigger picture planning things that need to be taken into account. Right. So, um, Edgar's like, yo, listen, man, I know, uh, you don't have a really busy schedule. Maybe you can, um, squeeze in some deliveries for me tomorrow. Um, <laughs> he calls them two, the two Bennies. That I don't need to hear that. Like, this is just like, <laughs> yeah, that was cringy. This is a little bit like where I get into this area where like I just want to move past it, but I can't because it's super important for the plot. Right. So basically, he doesn't get the job, and he walks out of his job interview literally having one of his jail sort of like um, shifting focus. Like looks like he's going to turn into the Hulk's type moments, mm-hmm. and he's like, unbelievable. You make one stupid little mistake and he's like throwing his resume against the ground and mm-hmm. he like runs into a couple of his could have been co-workers and I'm like dude you're never gonna work there now right like and he's leaving like an electricity company it's type like, situation it looked like an electric company slash catering company like I <laughs> thought they were taking a banquet right like, thing out of the back um so then She's at work. Um, Cammy's at work and he comes to like meet up with her and she, and she's like, why aren't you in class? And this is when I realized how, f- this is where I realized how fucked this, she doesn't even know yet. She still thinks he's a student at this yeah, point. Yeah, you forget that for a second because you're so focused on their like weird ass dynamic IRL. And also like just how far we are in each of their individual lives. Right. Without really realizing that they don't know anything about each other. And he's like, Oh, I don't have class. And she's like, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. Just came to see you. Meanwhile, this guy, like, probably if you gave him, like, a pencil, he'd just be, like, snapping, like, a whole box. I mean, this man has more tension in him. Yeah. He's also fully wearing a suit. Yes. He's fully wearing a suit, which is a chocolate brown, right? (laughs) Yeah. Chocolate brown in color with uh, sort of, like, a light mustard undershirt. I mean, it's bold, I will say. Like, if... He spent $100 on it. Yeah. He was just a little bit, like, Sinbad. Like, no, not Sinbad. Arsenio Hall, maybe more. It's, like, a little bit of, like, the 90s, like, the boxed sleeves it's a hundred dollar suit mm-hmm. i don't really know what that means though i wish she just bought separates from zara or something um but anyway she's like don't worry babe like you're gonna be great sometimes you gotta apply to like more than one job yeah. <laughs> she's giving him like earnest career advice and she's like you have a degree in electrical engineering you're totally gonna get hired like honestly though the fed like if i if i was 17 and i had to say to someone like you're not gonna necessarily get the first one like i would be so sad <laughs> but also i'm a little bit of a cami like i would ignore and i'd be like i'm sure that's fine so anyway he's like you don't get it okay things are different with us and she's like he's like cami you don't understand she's like what don't i understand he goes you'll see after high school things are different so he's like going back and forth between like kind of going into this rage state right and then trying to like carry on a conversation and failing to lie um, but that said, she 
is she's on board. She's into it. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go see if I can get cut early. So this is the other thing. She right away, we're seeing she's skipping class. She's trying to get cut off work early. Mm -hmm. She's getting used to like, without even having to ask, she is cutting herself out of her own life. Right. Like at the mere moment mention of like not wanting to meet her friends. He doesn't. This is like, this is so classic. And I wish we either like settled more on this or highlighted that not all abusers are like just flat out abusers. Mm -hmm. It's like learned behavior. She followed him back to this like drug den that he lives in, Mm -hmm. which shocked me. Um, That would have, that it made me uncomfortable to go to like other people's apartments. Like when I first got to college. So the two of them are starting to like make out and it sort of like becomes a little bit more of a conversation regarding age and like the stats of all of it. Right. And this is where they hit a little bit of a snag in the lie. Um, and I want to add before we play this, um, that for me, it's a big sign in the relationship at a certain point when you start finding things out about each other. Um, it's not just exploration or the honeymoon phase. Um, and we give people the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes like, okay. So like when you're first meeting someone and they're like, okay, listen, I didn't tell you the full truth with this. Like it actually, it turns out that that house I told you, my parents went bankrupt and they sold that. I don't live there anymore. Right. You're like, okay, wow. That's a big curveball, Right. But then when like the next thing is like, yeah, like my sister uh, mentioned that she saw like when things just like my, she saw my dad get murdered in front. Like these are the things where it's like they start to stack up. And this is where like a normal person, a healthy person. And I say this because I've totally gone through this where I'm like, should have realized that that was a really quick ex- uh, escalation. Like homegirl, like literally doesn't bump on any of this at all. And it made me so uncomfortable um, because I feel like I've been there and I see how this would happen. And I don't think if I was younger, I would have taken that from this movie. Well, she doesn't even really seem like she's processing it or even going through any kind of like, not at all in her mind. Like she's very just like glassy eyed about this entire situation. And And she's very in it. She never will. Like, cause we never get to a part in the movie where we're like, okay, now that we've seen the lesson she's learned, Mm -hmm. like, I think that, that the unfortunate thing is that these movies have so many other opportunities to like kind of highlight something or nail home, like bring home a message or whatever. And they just don't do it. Um, you know, we can't all, we can't all do it all. Okay. So let's play, um, 32, 22 to 36, 31. It's almost seven. I should probably go. My mom kind of freaks out when it gets late and she doesn't know where I am. You know, you're 18. You can do anything you want. I should probably tell you something. I'm actually 17. (sighs) You have to be at least 18 to go on the site. So I kind of lied a little. I'm going to be 18 in a month. I'm really sorry. Mad. No. I mean, how can I be mad? When what? I haven't been really honest with you either. You haven't? How do I say that? 
I haven't really been in college for the last four years. Where were you? For two. I was in prison. I just got out of two weeks ago. Just let me explain, okay? I was completely innocent. Whoa. Whoa. Just, there was, it, it, no, 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 wait. So every time that you said that you were in class, you were actually... In my cell. Oh my God! Wait! How can you lie about that? Hey, you lied too, right? Just give me a chance to explain myself. See, my, uh... My ex was the most evil person on the planet. The store where she worked got robbed right after we broke up. And a couple of guys, you know, they went in there with masks and guns and beat the owner. I, I, I don't know, because I wasn't even there. She just said I was, completely fabricated the whole thing. They gave me this idiot lawyer. I wasn't going to win no matter what I did. I had no choice but to plead guilty. And I got three years. And then when I was there, my mom basically disowned me. I, I thought my life was completely ruined until I met you. Do you understand? The first time I saw your face on that stupid site, that's when I knew that there were still good people out there. I had this feeling. When I got out, things were going to get better for me. I'm not a bad person, Cam. I'm just not. And now I, I'm kind of stuck. Because people just... Well, I need them to see something different than what they do. And I actually want to be different. Why don't you just tell me? I would have understood. Well, come on. I didn't know you the way I know you now. But if you knew the truth, you wouldn't want anything to do with me. But now that I know that I can be totally honest with you, I will be, and I want it to be. Please, princess. I'm never gonna lie to you again, ever. I swear. I'll never lie to you either. She thinks it's equal. Yeah, the mere yeah. suggestion that these two <laughs> lies are even like remotely on the same level is insanity. It's crazy. And she so quickly is just like, well, why didn't you just tell me? Like, why didn't you just hit me up over AIM and be like, by the way, actually in jail, XOXO. Yeah, I mean, I was a little like a snooty little bitch. Like, very like, you know, community service, very like, you know, upstanding citizen that you were a loser if you smoked marijuana sort of person. Like I couldn't have been, I would have been more, there's nothing you could have said that would have been worse to me. That then I'm in jail and we've been talking yes. online. Like, first of all, that's just a regular ass violation. Like oh, if yes. you guys have been like physical and like, you don't first, I mean, sure. The age thing as well, but like, dude, I need to mean, I need to know if we're going to make out that you have not been in prison. Yeah. Like, I just need to know that. Like, everyone deserves love, but like, you got to kind of give me a heads up. And I just, I don't know how. 
we're supposed to believe in any world that this character... I mean, Cammy must be really fucked up. It seems like there's a lot going on with Kendra. It seems like she's had weird mixed influences. The dad, he sounds like a mess. Mm-hmm. But to, I mean, to tell me that this girl came around on that, you said it yourself. I mean, really quickly, really. And she like, doesn't even say anything. She's just listening to his like weird monologue. And we keep getting these flashes like on his face that seem really sinister and seem like kind of all over the place. Oh, and, she's like, buying it. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it's just, and you can't tell. And it's, it's that thing again where it's like, I can't tell if he's smart enough to know that he's manipulating her or not. Or, and like, I can't decide for myself if he's even telling the truth with this story. This is the first time we hear why he went to prison. And like, so this is, I wrote right away, I hate that he says it's my crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Because if that's a lie, first of all, hold on, I think I fucked myself by putting this jewel pot next to my microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. I just was like (laughs) standing here still and I realized I could fix everything. So, um, I will say that like I wrote right away, the girlfriend is crazy lie kills me if it was a lie because he could have come up with anything else and I would have instantly liked it more. I'd be like, I'm on board. But basically what he said is like my ex-girlfriend made me do this with like her brothers or something and I didn't do anything, but they just clobbered a man to death. And I'm like, okay, so either you're just like the fall guy in reality or you're like, I like probably preying on her insecurities that like maybe she can be a better girlfriend to you because she's yeah. not going to get you put in jail. Right. And I also just don't think this character shows himself to be that manipulative throughout. I think that maybe we're supposed to assume that jail has like brought some of these things out in him. Um, but we never really leave feeling like, wow, he's a disturbed individual that deserves this. Yeah. So, I just don't know. It's a really hard read. But Edgar, it's pretty clear, okay? He's uh, rude as hell. And he comes in right as they're sort of, like, ending their big kiss. And he laughs at them. He's like, you're fucking, like... He's just like, you losers. Like, you (laughs) actually... You people who actually like each other. What losers? So, um... Cammy's mom asks Kendra um, if she thinks that maybe Cammy's into drugs. Yeah, Yeah. I wrote this part down. Oh, do you want to... Do you want to go? Well, I just think that it's, like... Like, at the beginning of the movie, you feel this, like, closeness and this rapport between Cammy and her mom. And I guess, sure. like, this is supposed to illustrate that, like, this event in Cammy's life was so insane and abnormal that they grew apart. But it just seems like it just and I think especially because we don't know her relationship to Kendra, but it just it, it felt like she was asking the mailman, like, do you think my kid's on drugs? And, like, nothing about Cammy's behavior really say like what drug does she think she's on no and like it what's interesting is that at the beginning of the movie her mom sort of described it to kendra initially as like i feel like you know when you're in the room like you know when you're in a room and everyone's in on the joke but you yeah and it's like yeah your like daughter's giggling about a crush above your head right like and so that's i think really what she's reacting to is her daughter is like i mean it's pretty obvious like she's getting some d right like it's pretty clear if it was drugs, it would be totally different. She wouldn't be coming home looking like a figure skater at 11 a.m. or 11 p.m., you know? Right. She looks normal. And even just, like, I keep going back to the scene when she gets caught forging the note, and she's just, like, completely honest right away. Right. Like, if it was drugs, I don't think it would have happened that way. And it just seems like a weird... And I'm like, I know they're, they're meant to be in Philly, so it just seems like, a you know, like a normal suburban mom, like, panic moment. But it just feels weird, extra weird, because who the fuck is Kendra? <laughs> totally, well, 100%. Um, so Kendra actually finds out that Cammy's mom had searched her cell phone. Mm-hmm. And she takes this, like, 
it's a like a huge offense. Right. Like she dug up the medical records of one of her daughter's classmates. Like that's how she acted about yeah. it. Where it's like that is a huge violation. Which like it's absolutely not. Like no. if that was your boyfriend, sure, but it's your daughter. You pay for her cell phone. Like it's absolutely necessary. Right, like it's your property. Right. And you're hundred percent allowed to look through it. Yeah. She gets very offended by this. But I also like at this point and it comes up again later with the cell phone. But, like, she gets her cell phone taken away. It's very dramatic. She's like, you can't do that to me, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, if this were a normal situation with a normal... Like, it it baffles me that the mom doesn't find out that she has another cell phone. I know. Because she would just be, like, sitting around pouting and being a fucking cunt because she doesn't have her phone. Right. And she's just, you know, back to being this, like, happy-go-lucky, bouncy ponytail girl. Yeah. So it's just, like, just... Her mom just seems... I don't know where her mom is. This whole movie. I don't <laughs> like, know where either. is she? She's what is she doing? about her Call of Duty boyfriend. Yeah. Um. So then we see Cammy and Jake naked uh, under a five dollar tapestry. Literally, they're <laughs> using a tapestry. At, it's like off yeah. the Venice boardwalk. My notes say Jake and Cammy have sex under Buddha blanket. <laughs> um. So this is a little important piece of audio. It's very short. After Cammy gets to her car, um, Jake he gets a phone call from Cammy's number. Let's play. 3804 to 3836. Already? I told you, sex is addictive. What? <laughs> Who the hell is this? Yeah. This is so much worse than I remember. Who are you? She's but dressed you like a pirate. I was only yeah. I, I'm one of her. What's your last name, Jake? Or like a hotel bartender. Yeah. Way to play it, Jake. (laughs) Also, I don't, again, back to the cell phone, just like logistically, like if he got her a new phone, she would have a new number. So wouldn't it be weird to him that she's calling him from her old phone number? There's a lot of logistical questions here. Right. And also like immediately if someone was like what you could be like oh just kidding man like you know the situation dude like you're not that comfortable with your 17 year old girlfriend you, whose virginity you just took right after lying about jail like you're not just popping off with jokes you can recover from that you should at least be that aware of like the felony of it all um so cammy's mom's on one and she just starts searching the room and eventually after like five minutes of pulling through shit she finds the computer printout of jake's dating profile <laughs> <laughs> um, and in like the moment that she finds it, she kind of looks like Courtney Cox and Scream. Yeah, like she has like a little shadow on her face, and you can see like just like the pretty sort of like mouth. It's cute. So um, now Edgar sees uh, Jake freaking out when he gets in, and he's like, "What's going on, man?" And he's like, "Listen, dude." I just got caught having sex with my girlfriend with her mom. Can't get a job to save my life. Can't get bonded out now because of my felony. What's the point of being certified? So I guess, like, he got a certification in prison that mm-hmm. we're supposed to... But, like, did they ever really, like... That's not mentioned at any point up until okay. now, yeah. So um, Edgar tells him he's not the only one who cares. Um, he's the only one who cares about him. I am the only one, man. That's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. And he's like... It's not in the cards for you to have the nice wife and the kids and the suburban life and a rich lady who wants to pop out some kids. Like, like basically, he's just like, you ain't shit. Like, right. know your he's place. like, please come back to this life of crime. I need someone to make runs for me. Like, you, yeah, it's definitely. No, he's not even like that. He's like, admit it. He's like, yeah. admit that, like, you will, this is what you're meant to do in life, which is like, 
fucked, Edgar. That's such a bad way to speak to a person, Edgar. It's so rude. Mm -hmm. He's trying his best. So Jake's like, I know I fucked up. And Edgar's like, your time is over, okay? You're never going to change who you are. You need to do what you need, like, got to do to survive. So he's like, what do you got to do? He's like, you need to, uh, you need to do all these drug runs for me. Right. Established. And this is when we find out that he did actually rob the store, that he lied to Cammy, right? Yeah, it was for like a thousand bucks. Yeah. But like, I couldn't really like figure out, it wasn't tr- like, I couldn't figure out like, is he the getaway car driver? Because well, he says to Cammy, like, he says to Cammy, like, I don't even know what happened because I wasn't even there. Like, he completely lies to her. It's like, my ex was so crazy, fabricated oh, this whole story. Okay. And then Edgar's like, you botched this robbery and only got a thousand dollars. Yeah. And someone died. They're and asking you went us to, to do a lot of choreography. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ed, in a way, I'm like, oh, maybe he was in the van. You know, I don't know. But whatever. They're asking a lot of us. That's fine. I'm happy to do the work. So her mom's holding the printout when she gets home. She's like, are you sleeping with him? (laughs) Which, like, chilling. Like, honestly, that would have been my biggest fear is my mom holding a printout of my AOL activity and being like, are you sleeping with this person? Oh, my God. I have chills. So um, I said, this is the energy I needed to see when she first took her cell phone. Yeah. Because she's like fuck you mom like and she like goes for that printout and mm-hmm. she's like I'm out and then she goes into her room and she starts stuffing a weekend bag full of all of her shit yeah it's very <laughs> and, misunderstood like, teen in love it's so it's so wild like you actually could get away with it I think probably for a couple weeks at that age in your life mm-hmm. you could roll out for two weeks or something um, I would have caved after 24 hours like Absolutely. leaving your house I would have felt I would have been in the car and been like, I'm literally running away. I'm going to be hearing about this some 35. Like my kids will know about it. Right. Like, I don't, this is, I don't want to live like this. Like I already don't want to deal with this, the consequences. And yeah. so I'd go and like turn myself in or I would never even really speak up, which is why I kind of, kind of wanted Cammy to be like meek and then go ham or be like, just start out really bullheaded and then turn into just like a little softy. Right. Instead, we got kind of just medium character. She's like a little cinnamon roll. Medium character development, like it's a very, throughout. it's a very cliche scene. Yeah, it's just it seemed very like it was a lot. I could have written it in a half an hour. Well, like, oh, one, you could have written it in five minutes. Yeah, it'd be like, what is this? I'm not sleeping with him. I'm angry at you. Like it's like you don't understand distant. him like I yeah. do. Like we have a connection. And it's There's like, a lot of it's, and also that's the other cringy thing about these movies is that anyone who's ever been a teenager, which we all have been, knows how embarrassing this is, because we've oh, all yeah. done it. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It makes right. you want to die. It's like so embarrassing. I like literally remember looking at one of my high school teachers and being like, you don't get it. <laughs> Me and Kevin are going to get married. Yeah. Like, literally saying that about, right. like, my, like, that is so, and like, she must have just been thinking, like, how did she not laugh at me? I don't know. Yeah. So then she and her mom sort of like before she even gets to the bottom of the stairs, they sort of like figure it out. And mm-hmm. they have this like very happy, loving conversation. It's too much too soon. Yeah. It happens way too quickly. Um, and and then, she's like, what happened to us? Like things used to Kendra be. Kendra happened. Why all the secret? Literally like also mom, here's the number one secret. Who the fuck is Kendra? Okay. But you she's brought like, Kendra into this house. She goes, do you think I wouldn't approve of Jake? And she goes, what's his last name? 
uh, Jake Byers. Tell me what you like about this Jake Byers. And then she goes, he's smart and fun and he has this depth about him. I've never seen it in anyone before. We just get each other. And then she says he's in Milford State College. That's not real. No. Um, I was going to say, it sounds like a ripoff of like Curry College in Milford, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like... I don't know if you're figuring it out and you want a decent trade or whatever. That's kind of yeah. where you go. Um, acceptable. So anyway, it's this whole thing where basically she tells her mom, he's 19, he's a freshman. Her mom assumes that that's why she didn't want him to know. Now I know that she knows that he's been lying about his age, right? Right. Did he, when he was having his whole meltdown, like when he was coming clean by Hillary Duff, did he say, um, I'm 22? I don't know. I wonder if the age is still being hidden. On his dating profile, it says he's 19. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, And she, like, carried that lie over to mom. I mean, like, when she fucking met him, she should have been like, oh, this is an adult man. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like... Prison doesn't, like, make you younger looking. Right. Exactly. Like, he definitely does not look like a 19-year-old. But she's also just, like, actively feeding this lie to her mom. Yeah. Like, and she knows she's lying. And this is when I'm like, okay, so like, what's going on with Cammy? And like, what is she? It, it was like the first time I saw like a true like darkness where I was like, oh, she's going to get sucked into this world. Yeah. She's like going to be a criminal really. Like she's bought all of it way too quickly anyway. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay, who I just realized is definitely like in a rom-com, like when the character's spinning out, she has a best friend who's like a mom of three and is just mm-hmm. like juggling babies. That is who Lindsay is. But now in high school with her right. high school boyfriend being that serious, Cammy's the spun out friend. Um, they're talking about the big picture. Let's play 4607 to what I guess is probably 4822. I want to tell her, I just, I don't think she's going to get past the fact that he was in jail, right? Forget your mother. Jake spent two years in prison. Okay, you're missing the point. At some point, I'm going to have to introduce them, especially if Jake and I are going to be together long term. No, I think you're on crack right now. How can you even think about long-term with a guy who's an ex-con? I mean, I know he's cute, Cammy, but seriously, what are you doing with him? Okay, you liked him a month ago. Yeah, well, that was before I found out he lied to my best friend. You know, of all the people, I thought that you'd be a little more understanding. What is there to understand? Would you want me to stay with Dylan if he robbed a store? Shh, he didn't rob anything, okay? I told you that. He had a bad lawyer. And now I know exactly what he's up against. No one's going to give him a second chance, and it's not fair, Lens. Well, Kim, he lied to you over and over. That whole big story about him being in college you and everything. You know what? Never mind. Just let it go. Forget it. No. Listen to me. Why do you want to be with a Because guy? I love him, Linz. I love him, and I'm, I wanted you to be happy, and I thought that you would be happy for me and a little more understanding. And I guess I was wrong, all right? You out, so you know the standards are low. Yeah, you haven't changed at all. This is my spot. You want to come in? Cool. It's nice to see you in something besides blue, man. <laughs> Where you staying? Uh, here, if I can. 
think your boy will be down with it. Mm-hmm. I That's cool. brave, my yeah. man. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to roll up and assume I can stay here. Well, no, I mean, of, of uh, Jake to say yes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Jake would be like, no, I'm Edgar's bitch. Sorry. <laughs> you have to you have to go through Edgar. I, I don't make decisions around here. I own $200. Right. Sell drugs again. <laughs> so, Cammie's all excited because her boss wants Jake to fill out an application. Um, but then... Which is so 17 to be like... I have altered my entire life to fit around this person who is my boyfriend, and now I want to work with him. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> At my 10-hour-a-week well, like, coffee shop job. She saw how much it destroyed him when he got, like, rejected from that one interview to be, like, the VP of, like, electronic sales <laughs> for the internet. Like, this man was, like, obviously going in for jobs that he was not qualified for. Right. Um, but she's like, you can work at this shithole coffee place. Like, my boss is that you can fill it out. Um that actually probably would have been a fun place to work, by the way. So then she's, he's like, actually, Dwayne's out, and we're going to take him for a nice meal. And she goes, oh, your cellmate? And I'm like, <laughs> that rolled off your tongue a little too easy. She's in it. She's way in it. So he's like, yeah, I promised him a night out. Don't want you to be jealous. You should come, too. She's like, perfect. I'll see if I can get off work right now. Girl, you can't keep like ditching your life. She's like working that. at this job ten hours a week, and she's cutting all of her shifts. She's making no money. I know, and so she goes straight from work out into the real world. She looks like cute. Like I would be so pissed if I had to do all of what she had to do in this scene, which is get cute in the car after work to go out with his friend who just got out of prison. You want to look nice, mm-hmm. right? And then she's like, hey, can I at least like go inside and wash my hands? They're like gross. Because if you've ever worked in a restaurant, your hands smell like garbage by the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like any rag you touch, like you can't wash hard enough. So gross. So... Um, she like was waiting in the car alone because he's like, just watch them at the restaurant, um, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's also like the kind of thing that you let a guy say to you, like at a certain age. Yeah. Oh, I totally would have been. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'll just watch them in the restaurant. And if it doesn't work there, I'll watch them at home after that. Like, <laughs> so, um, she eventually decides to take the keys and get out and like go inside. She's being bold for a moment. And then like, they're clearly discussing a drug deal when she walks in. Let's play. 4959 to 5525. Um, we're gonna see Kendra real horned up at the burger shack towards the end of this. Yeah, but how do we know we can trust these guys? <laughs> I, I told sorry. you to wait. That's, <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's fine. I told you to wait. Y'all sound like an old married couple for real. I love that he says that because she doesn't I'm say going. fucking anything. Like, he just scolds her for coming in the house. <laughs> but he says Thanks. you're much prettier on, in person, which go. is like rude. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, this is a bad idea. You're even it's prettier than your pictures, one thing, but you're you. much prettier in person. It's a couple of runs, man. Be. Rude. Yeah. Dwayne's a big boy. Make his own decisions. Edgar's receding hairline is Whatever you do, not doing not it for me. I just, like, kind of, at a certain point, I don't believe that he's the boss of the three of them. Mm-hmm. All right, let's roll. I've heard of this really great burger place if you want to check it out. Mm, yeah, yeah. Out. Let's do it. Yeah, this is when it all starts to kind of gel together for me at the percentage of Canadian that Mm -hmm. was going into this. There's Kendra. Horned up at the burger joint. Holding like a child's lunch bag. Really good. (laughs) 
Cammy? Also, like, there's Kendra? she did not spot Cammy oh, from the back of her head. She was checking out Dwayne. Yeah. Um, and then was like, oh, I know a piece of the back of that and head. Dwayne. I've known her since she was a child. Actually, I could have met her two years ago at a trade show. How you doing? I like. <laughs> so she noticed a gang I symbol thought I tried on his one of hand these burgers and they shook hands. It was good as you said they were. Oh, good. Good. Well, I'll see you back at the house, all right? Okay. Like, is she getting burgers for herself? Is she going to go, like, ugly crying and eat in her car? Call my mom. Right. I think she probably was going to take that burger out and plate it and watch, like, a, right. a movie on OWN. Mm-hmm. She's someone I could also see being like, oh, my God, I love Medea. So, um, <laughs> someone you're like, you? Yeah. And you'd be like, well, I guess America does watch I, those movies. Instead of staying on campus, we get a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, this is jobs. when New York comes okay. back up. We haven't heard right. about New York in a while. Parole. Oh, and that when you're out, you're done. <laughs> nope. You're done. I only did two years with a three-year sentence. I mean, to be like, fair, years, like, I I'm know that's here. not the case, but I would I'm probably think it. <laughs> no, but you could postpone. You want it for a year? I know this yeah, dude. Just defer your college education. Yeah, it's fine. What's called when you do that? Some parole, babe. Deferring. Yes, yes, you defer it. I mean, then we can get a place here. You can still take classes and stuff in the meantime. Always take advice yeah. from people that don't Maybe. know the word of Maybe. what they're doing. <laughs> right, and also cannot legally leave the state. Uh, Go ahead, man. I'm just gonna take Cam into a car. All right. Nice meeting you, sweetheart. You too. Bye. You know, something you said today really bothered me. That's a, that whole thing about you going to New York. Listen to me. I don't want to go without you. Okay, so don't worry about it. We're just gonna wait. A year is not a big deal. Is it? I mean. What about you? Stay in the car. Okay, come on, buddy. Come on. They're gonna help you. You're gonna walk in. By himself? Yeah, by himself, Cam. Okay? You just told me you were alone and you got jumped in the street. You were alone. What the hell? We can't just leave him! 
We have to, Cam. Otherwise, we'll both go back to prison. That's Wait, code, me. man. It's a parole violation just for the two of us to be in the car together. Like any way they got. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. Thank God for this incredibly small woman <laughs> who grabbed this who is man. there to get Dwayne who is like She's up and so walking small. around after getting hit in the head with a baseball bat so this is what I love about like what I know from prison from 60 days in like literally on the inside they'd be like yeah that was my man dude he had my back like when we were on parole like someone hit me in the head with a baseball bat and he dropped me off at the hospital made sure I walked through the doors like that is, and then like in real the real world, in any other real world, if a friend, first of all, if you get hit in the head with a baseball bat, that would be a whole other situation. <laughs> but then, like, th- like this is he did him a solid in in the jail world. This was handled the best it could have been handled. Yeah. So like, Cammy gets home, and all she wants to do is go up to her room and have an emotional moment. But then Kendra comes in with her new Google knowledge or search.inc.com. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, you okay? And then she's clearly not okay. And she's like, I want to go to bed. And she goes, Hey, let's talk about your friend Dwayne. And like, what she doesn't know is that Dwayne is dead. Right. We're about to be dead. Right. R.E.P. And, um, Dwayne deserved better. Yeah. That's my takeaway like, from this film. I would like take one look at a girl who came home looking like that and say like, now's probably not the best time to get an honest right. conversation out of her about the reality of also, gang like, violence. Also like, again, for the millionth time, what is Kendra's investment in this? Literally don't know. Yeah. I would like, m- maybe like there's a thing, maybe we both miss like a title card at the end, like a bloopers thing where they reveal, you know, at the end of the credits right. sometimes. Um, usually they do it in movies like Ted, but maybe for this song, song <laughs> major plot holes um, right before the commercial. So, back at the guy's place, Edgar and Jake are fighting over how to deal with this whole thing. Um, I want to play this just so you can hear the moment I realize um, that Edgar is a local hire. This is where the P Canadian comes out. Oh, I thought when you're out, you're done. Nope. I only did two years with a three-year sentence. Which means I'm stuck here. Another 12 months. Uh, but you can postpone if you want it for a year. I know this dude wants to postpone his college. What's it called when you do that? Deferring. Yes. Yes, you defer it. I mean, then we can get a place here. You can take classes and stuff in the meantime. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. I'm just going to take Cam into a car. All right. Nice meeting you, sweetheart. You too. Bye. You know, something you said today really bothered me. It's a, that whole thing about you going to New York. Listen to me. I don't want to go without you. Okay? So don't worry about it. We're just going to wait. A year's not a big deal. Is it? I mean... Bye. 
not gonna be in that room. I'm telling you, I wanna stay. What about you? Stay in the car. So Lindsay's boyfriend, who I've still never bothered to learn his name, he has sort of like a Eric from uh, Boy Meets World vibe to mm-hmm. him, except less cool. He approaches and he's like doing a little brotherly ribbing that at a certain point, it's like, dude, what is, why are you like, why do you rib this bitch so hard? Right. Like, go pay attention to your girlfriend. But um, she's like, dude, listen, okay, I have bigger things to worry about than like me and Lindsay and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, she actually does. Like. Yeah. And most then Lindsay movies, and school. Yeah, no, she's dealing with crime. Yeah. So Jake is crying by Dwayne's bedside, and he's like, "Listen, man, I can't believe we're here. Okay, first day I met you, I hated you. I couldn't stand you." <laughs> Which I love this in movies when someone always has to like tell the person that's dying, like, "Yo, straight up, I didn't like you." Like, yeah. um, they know that. You guys have gone through this. You're mm-hmm. here now. You don't need to, but it's so funny how they do that. Also, I, I sincerely doubt that. I feel like Dwayne and Jakester, they got along day one. So, uh, Cammy's mom gets home from her work trip. This is, she's like on this work trip where I think she was getting D, but mm-hmm. it wasn't official. She was in Boston. And Kendra's stuff is at the door. Kendra's all packed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't know how they know each other. So from 59, um, sorry, from 5817 to 5945, this is where we're gonna hear, um, you know, Kendra basically being like, while I've been in your house, I've been carefully taking notes on how the, f- like, you are so fucking uninvolved with your daughter and, uh, here's some gang signs. Let's do it. Kendra? Hey. Hi. You're back early? Oh, yeah. I decided not to stay for the dinner. I wanted to make sure everything was okay here at home. So they turned your water back on, huh? Yeah, yeah. They called this morning. Great. Kendra looks different. She's calling her everything poor. Well, like, doesn't that sound like she's calling her poor? Yeah. Like, what? They yeah. turned your water on, huh? Like, it's like- I, um, I think we should talk. What is this? Everyone's printing out web pages in this movie. It's a gang tattoo. The numbers represent the area code where they're from. The article said that they often get them in prison to show the other inmates which gang they're affiliated with. Okay. <laughs> and his friend had this tattoo. You sure? Mm-hmm. Tori, I don't think either of these guys is in college. And they certainly don't look 19. Wow, so condescending on my on my four three watch. That's really condescending. They just sort of had this swagger to them that didn't exactly say swagger. Another great two thousand ten word. She lied again. You know what? My boyfriend's brother's a cop. Gang task force. My snowboarder boyfriend. Also, Kendra, like the fuck, like another thing. Oh, my brother's a secret secret gang detective. Like, who are you? Okay, so she doesn't... They're close enough that, like, she can... I mean, this they seem very distant here. Yeah. This is where they seem very distant. And I'm like, lady, while you were in Boston, this woman was saving your daughter from a gang. She was doing boots-on-the-ground research. Like, do you know how difficult I would imagine it would be to Google a, a gang tattoo? Yeah. And it feels also, like she's having a meeting with Cammie's, like, guidance counselor, not, like, 
coming home to her friend who's living in her house. Yeah, she was like, I'm gonna like fucking school you. Do you want to know what three like numbers are? They're an area code. (laughs) Um, And that's what they put on their fingers in jail. Um, Also, but like very much not in jail. But the best part was like when she's like, yeah, there's swagger. It didn't really uh, seem like electrical engineering student. And I'm like, well, what does that look like to you, ma'am? Yeah. We need more women in science. We need all sorts of new people in science. And maybe they're swaggy. Right. Also, like, I was like, are you being racist? Yeah, there was like a twin. Because it's very focused. It's very focused on Dwayne. And like, Dwayne is not really the, like, he's not the one putting Cammie in danger. He's not the one who involved Cammie in all of this. But yeah, it's very like, like, you would think that she would be, especially when the age thing comes up, she'd be like, oh, like, you're sticking your dick in this 17 year old girl. But she's very laser focused on Dwayne and the gang tattoo. Absolutely. And also he does like the closer we get to the end, the more I realize that I was pretty right about my Titanic analogy. Mm -hmm. I truly do think that this man is Jack. Don't you think if he was like, if he was like, had an opportunity to dress up, they could really show about this guy. Mm -hmm. But like, ultimately he just has a little bit of a low rent air about him. That's never going to be right for this family. Yeah. True. So um, let's play one hour and 41 seconds to 101.12, just because I want to um, make sure that this is not math. <laughs> From equation seven, we know that Z equals one and substitute for one for Z in equation five and two. Thus, you'll get Y equals one. Finally, the substitute for one for Z and for Y in the equation two and three. Thus, the solution for the system is this method is sometimes called, in summary, to solve the linear system is Cami. Uh, this method is. Okay. That wasn't math. That wasn't math. It's not just me. I mean, I don't trust myself because it, if it was math, I'd still be like, I don't know. But like, it just doesn't like the delivery of the lines, how everything was written on the, the what's on the chalkboard. Also not math, but like, it just, it didn't even feel like complete sentences. No, it wasn't. I feel like it was supposed to be like, there was supposed to be like whooshes and wipes like mm-hmm. that were supposed to like, sort of like make her voice fade in and out and cover for the fact that she was, Sort of making up equations. Yeah. Yeah, Like she was making up ideas in the middle of sentences, which is fine. Um, like anyone who knows math math is fake. Please let us know. I don't even think math is very real. Like I think she's speaking a made up language. Um, like we all are in a way. So I don't really know. I don't know. Beth, math partner. Um, why don't you guys jam out on that? But I would like to give this, um, special, special, uh, dedication. It's a, it's a math segment for Beth. Okay. So, um, she busted out of her class. She's done pretending to care. She's just like, I have to go do crime now. Mm -hmm. So her mom's pulling up to the school. She gets this call. Um, and like, Cammie's walking out of class at the same time. They're sort of like crossing each other. And then her mom goes to look for, her mom goes to say, like her mom, sorry, her mom goes to find her and then she realizes that she has her phone. This is a good point as well. Like, if you want to track your teenager, don't take their phone. Right. And again, she has spent all, like, she's so distracted. I think she is getting dicked down by like the IT guy. Yeah. Because like she's so distracted that it's been, weeks probably since she took this phone away and she forgets that she took her phone away or 
Cammie's always been such a great kid that she doesn't even know how to handle this. And yeah. I think that that might be a little bit of it too. I would love for her to just be getting laid, but like I would need to see more of like a bangle bracelet or like a, a lip on her right. in order to believe that she's actually getting uh, laid. So Cammie's mom goes to the police station and tries to like get some tea out of the cop. Like, mm-hmm. that she thinks he's actually going to be like, oh, okay, let's, like, get into it. I want to get this bad guy. Right. But the cop's like, ma'am, he served his time. Right. That She's- I wrote a note about that where it's just, like, she, literally this, like, suburban white mom just walks into a police station and says, I need you to put this guy back in prison just so that he won't date my daughter. And they're like, he didn't do anything, so though. So this is the first of two iconic, like, iconic level, may I speak to the manager moments mm-hmm. that she has where it's, like... No, like this is not how it works. And also you don't get to talk to people like that Mm -hmm. and expect good behavior. But like this woman, she's fighting for the ultimate thing in life that's on the line, her child and her child's safety. And she's walking in there talking to people like a scoop of her ice cream fell off the cone. She's so rude. So um, she's like whipping in an Audi, like up to the police station. She probably (laughs) parked in a handicapped spot and just thought she'd jog in, report a man for assaulting her child <laughs> like by the way apparently in whatever state this is 16 is the age of pennsylvania 16 mm-hmm. is the age of consent have you like do you know the technicality of those laws where like if it's in, like two or four years yeah if you're in florida if you're 16 you can sleep with someone up to 22 yeah that's like so gross it is gross that's like real gross math that yeah. seems like uh a hackable system to me that i don't love oh definitely um very popular where i'm from Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah, we did there were a lot Amish of girls. movie last week. Oh, we got fun. Amish murder. I'm glad we didn't do it with you, though. It was a little, like... Yeah, two more. on the nose. It also just, like, wasn't the bomb. It yeah. was, like, um, Nev Campbell was supposed to be, like, a backdoor pilot, like, a movie that goes into a TV series, and mm-hmm. it just, um... It wasn't there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, she was also speaking in Pennsylvania Dutch. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. When, so she's speaking in it a lot because, like, her character left the Amish right. nation or whatever after being molested by someone. And um, she's supposed to... So- it was, like, going to be a show where Nev Campbell solves crimes in the Amish community. <laughs> and, I can't like, believe it didn't get picked up. I'm not going to say, like, I can't... I, I can believe it didn't work out. Yeah. Although the guy that she was dating in it, I was like, I would like to see more of that. Mm-hmm. There was something there for me. Um, but he was also a little bit like that kind of like alcoholic cop guy that Olivia Benson dated. That was like, you know, the yeah. one like right before she got the kid. So Cam's mom is like, she sees a, a report right on the desk. He's like, good luck lady. And he leaves. And then what he does is he leaves all of his reports on top of the desk. She finds the note that she needs. She memorizes the information, whatever. Then we go to Jake complaining to, um, Cammy about how nothing works for him. His life sucks. He always knew this would never work out. Always hot to hear a guy say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's falling for it, man. She's like, you're, I'm cheerleading you, dude. You're going to be great. I feel that kills me because that's so me. Um, so he's a bonding moment for them again. He's like, you're going to, you know, everyone leaves me. You're going to leave me too. a challenge. This is truly a challenge. She's like, never will. Wouldn't ever do that. Not going to be that person. Um, so relationship is completely off the rails at this point. Um, the daughter's on a goddamn, she's in a crime ring. Um, but the video game (laughs) nerd at work, he has, um, 
he can open the settings tab on his computer and Google some <laughs> stuff and figure this out. So 104.58 to 107.01. Um, and just get ready for it's Tory, Tory Winters. Um, in a moment of need, this woman speaks to Celeste like this coming up. Doug, I've been looking for you. Listen, um, I can't find Cammie. The school called and said she just left. I think she might be with this guy that she's been seeing. And um, I saw his parole officer's file. And it's, parole officer? It's a long story. Anyway, it says he's living with his sister. Um, this is her name. And her brother is Jake Byers. Can you get her number or her address or something? I don't know. Just um, work your IT magic. Wait a second. I thought you had his number. Didn't you talk to him on the phone once? Yeah. I've tried calling him, but he's not picking up. Okay. Okay, all right. Just sit tight and let me see what I can do, okay? Thanks. Okay. I found two addresses. The second one here, it seems to be the most current. Oh, she lives in Philadelphia. Yeah, they're both local, but just out on the edge of the city. This one has a phone number. Oh, great. Thank you, Doug. I owe you one. I'll remember that. Go get washed up for supper. Hello? Um, is this Celeste? Depends on who's calling. Uh, my name is Tori Winters. Uh, I want to speak with you about your brother, Jake. Did he list me as a reference or something? Um, not exactly. I uh, was hoping you could tell me where he is. I have no idea. He's not living with you? Who is this? Tori. Tori Winters. And your brother is dating my 17-year-old daughter. Well, look... I don't know where he is, and I can't help you. Good luck, though. So the way that she spoke to Celeste was completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we will get to see them become allies in the end, because they're both mothers, and I think they can agree. So we go back to Edgar's. He is um, getting a call tipping him off on how to find Dwayne's murderer. And they're going to, like, go for this murderer. I guess that it is, like, you don't want to be a bitch. You have to get revenge. That right. is true. But also, like, the guy that supposedly killed him, he does look like a wet bandit. He looks like... Like a poor man's Joe Pesci, like sort of a cosplay right. of that. Um, he doesn't really seem like the kind of guy you'd want to go for. Um, but Cammy, she's like, yo, man, I want to get in on this. What's going on? 10707 to 10804. Hey, you found him? Did he? Okay, got it. Jake has a fresh blowout. I spotted him going into that pool hall on 37th and Willow. Let's go. What are you guys doing? Stay here. Stay Where was she? Hi. What was she doing? Are you going after that guy? <laughs> she just appears. Jake, what are you doing? Jake, seriously, don't do this. I have to. No, you don't! Yes, I do. If I don't go down there right now, I'm never going to get another chance to get this guy. Just just listen, okay? Just listen to me. This is not what you want to do. This is what the old Jake would do, not the new one. Please. I mean, if you go out there and you get caught, you're going to go back to jail. I told you earlier that I would never leave you. Please don't leave me. Please, please don't leave me. This guy killed Dwayne. I have to. 
Okay, so she does like seem to want in on this for someone who wants nothing to do with this, which I agree. Right. I feel like if I'm all the way here, get me involved. Like right. I'm doing the crime too. So she follows after them in her car, brave. Um, I feel like they're using a lot of time up on this driving situation, which gives mm-hmm. me hope that we are in the final spot, like our final stretch here. Um, so they spot the guy walking past like... They're ba- he's basically in front of like a C's candy shop almost. Mm-hmm. It looks very quaint. It looks like downtown Glendale. They confront him and this dude just like completely backs down. Right away he's like, I don't want to fight, man. Yeah. But they decide to go for it. Edgar winds up shooting him in the chest. Um, and then Cammy walks up and is like, they're like, he's like, where's the money? Cammy walks up and as the guy starts to die, he's like, wallet. <laughs> and then he... Reaches in his pocket and pulls out a gun on himself, I think. It's a very poorly choreographed yeah, scene. It's very, you don't really know, like, who's shooting when, and then Cammy's just there. And, and then, like, wallet. I'm yeah. like, are those your dying words? And, like, they were going you- after him. He stole $5,000, so, like, we're supposed to believe that this man has $5,000 in his wallet? So that's the other thing, too, is that, like, he was giving, Edgar was giving him shit about like only create like doing a burglary for a thousand bucks or whatever, but like you're killing a man for 5,000. Right. And like Jake's buy in here is that he's like, I'm avenging the death of my friend, Dwayne, Dwayne, my homie. And like, I guess it would be an overall hit for the business. Yeah. To be like, we're punks. Like you can absolutely kill our friends. Like you do have to stand up from what I understand. So, um, She's hysterical. Cammy's hysterical, which makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, and Edgar's in survival mode, and he's like, we got to get rid of the bitch. And Jake's like, no. Cammy, go to the room. We're going to figure it out. You don't have to hurt her. This is going to be fine. So once they get inside the bedroom, um, he is like, we have to go through the window. We're absolutely out of here. Like, it's very clear Edgar wants to, will, is, will kill her without hesitation. Yeah. He's so, over it. There, we're seeing the uh, minivan or whatever they borrowed cruise down the highway. Jake's on the phone with his sister, one twelve twenty to one fifteen forty five. We're going to sort of play all this out. There's a lot of great. We got we got Cammy's mom. We got Celeste. We've got a, a lot. Cabin in the woods. I just haven't been up there in a while. Are you in some kind of trouble again? No. Can, can you just tell me if mom and Ben are up at the cabin, please? I won't be back up there till next month. But I want to know what's going on. So is the key still hidden in the same place? Are the police going to come looking for you again? Celeste, where is the key? Same place. I'm going to call you later and I'm going to explain everything. Where are we? Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. have to go get the keys on. Be right back. It's gonna be okay. you? 
Yeah, I'm I'm the person who called you before. My name is Tori Winters. I'm just really worried about my daughter. She's just 17 years old and she's been dating your brother Jake. I need to talk to you. So, how did your daughter meet Jake? Um, online. From the date on his profile, I think they started emailing back and forth when he was still in prison. Please, sit down. Do you know where he is? He gave his parole officer this address, so I thought that maybe... That's my youngest. I don't know where Jake is. He wanted to live with me, but I told him no. I just try to stay out of it entirely. Please. You don't understand. Ever since Cammy met Jake, it's like I've seen her change. She's become a different person. And today she just walked out of class and no one knows where she is. I'm really, really worried. Your daughter's only 17. That's right. Please. If you know where they are, tell me. You're a mother, right? So you know how hard it is to wonder where your child is. Well, he did call me. I asked him what was going on, but he wouldn't tell me. Yeah. He was asking about her stepfather's cabin. She's good. I think Celeste is good. It's up by uh, Springton Reservoir. And this actress, she got a really good lighting shot. Like, they didn't do Celeste's favors. So, this is, I actually felt really great about that moment. It was two women the moms. coming together to solve mm-hmm. a common goal. They were moms. I don't know if you guys heard. Um, that was, I, I loved that scene. I really thought that this was a great moment for this actress who played Cammy's mom to have like a shining moment. I feel mm-hmm. like this was her best scene. Obviously, also, as I said, they lit her incredibly. Yeah. Like this was her moment. Um, sh- you, they brought someone out for that day. Um, so, um, the mom gets the address from, um, what's her face? Celeste. Celeste. I was going to say Cecilia. Thank you, Celeste. She gets the address from Celeste. She's like, it's not far from here. I love it when they say that in movies because what does that mean? Yeah. But then also Edgar has the address. And then, like, he starts to get in the car around the same time. And I'm like, dude, how far would Edgar have to go? Like, he would have to be really speeding to catch up the way that mm-hmm. he does. So inside... We go inside. Um, Jake's lighting up the fire. He's getting it going. She's freezing cold. She wants to just talk to her mom. That's really sad. He's like, I know you do, princess. And I'm, I just kind of want to shake him and be like, do you get it, though? Yeah. Like, this like, bitch this is, is a soft. scared 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, they. I think this is, the like, the first time that she's confronted with, like, we're different life forms like we have different like i live in fucking cushy ass suburban with my like can i speak to your manager mother and like you were in prison and your family disowned you and like we're you in don't a different know. part of the state that has snow yeah like now we're in yeah. a different we're in a different place right and um also like i get very like late in life girl scout vibes from her mm-hmm. like i was a girl scout for a little bit too long i feel like this is what i i feel like she's a good girl like i feel like Four years ago, she was selling cookies. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think she's coming to terms with like what she got herself into. 
Yes. Now that she's witnessed a murder and is in hiding out in the well, woods. Well, like, you couldn't get more remote. And also, she has nothing. This girl doesn't even have a pair of extra underwear on yeah. her person. So, she says, like, can I please just call my mom? And he's like, um, oh, wait. No, he says... Um, maybe you would have been better off if you never met me. I was the one who got you into all of this. And she goes, can I please just talk to my mom? And I was like, thank you. Thank you for not indulging him in this. Like, for once. Like, the fact that this greedy motherfucker was trying to dig back in for one more, like, pity round was killing me. And she answers her phone, and she's like, I'm on my way. And she's like, some really bad stuff happened. I just really need you here. And, like... Dude, my mom and I aren't super close right now. I have never been a mom, but, like, that was... It felt real to me. Like, I was like, you fucking go lifetime. Like, there's some things you cannot replace, and that's your mom when you're being kidnapped in a cabin. So, um, Edgar's at his place. He's still fucking around. He has a little tableau in front of him. It's like whiskey, a gun, and a watch. And Mm -hmm. he's like playing with this shit and then he grabs the watch and the gun he has this really possessed look in his eye he looks a little bit like he's like ace ventura like activating Mm -hmm. so um he floors it out to the woods um then uh jake tells her that you know you're gonna be fine we'll stay here until like your mom gets here then she can call the cops or whatever i have to move i can't go back to prison right so this is where she's really realizing like oh fuck like this is over after this um and it's kind of a big moment um and i do wonder if this was a like a final manipulation on his part to see if he could maybe like get her on the run with him or something, but I think he genuinely knew he had to let her go. Yeah. Um, we're going to play 11740 out through the end of the movie, and then we're going to do our scores. Jake, you can't spend your whole life hiding. It's obviously the only life I can have, Cam. I want you to know that I love you. I really do. Even though I screwed up over and over, you were the only person that ever gave me a chance. Stand it when you cry. Promise me, you're gonna go to New York, you're gonna finish college, and do all those great things you always wanted to do, okay? Mr. Paul, Ben keeps some wood in the shed out back, so. Let's go see if I can find the key. about you. You must be Jake. I, uh, I gotta go. Wait. I'm sorry for everything, Cam. 
call the police. You cooperate with them and you don't worry about me, okay? Reunion going on here, ain't Jake? Trust us on my way over to you. Like hell you were. <laughs> the least you can do is just put the gun down, buddy. Sorry, man, can't do that. But if you let them go, we can, we can talk about what we're gonna do. What we're gonna do? And what is that, Jake? Hmm? Tell me how you think we're gonna let them go and not go to prison. They're not even a part of this. This is our problem, man. You and me, we gotta find a way to fix it. She is the problem, bro. She is the problem. She witnessed the whole thing. Without her, they've got nothing on either one of us. And there is no way they're going to stay quiet now. We won't say anything, I Shut swear. Up. Hey, Eddie. Eddie, man, we're going to go outside. We're going to get in the car. You and me, we're going to go to Mexico. Look, I'll give you my phone. That way you know I won't call anybody. She's right. No, she's not. Cammy, call an ambulance. Hi, hi, please, we need some help. Two people have been shot. Cynthia, we're at a camp. Where are we? 20, 27 Beach Road. 27 Beach Road. Yes, please hurry. Okay. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, are you okay? I'd see you again. I just wanted to say bye. I leave for New York in a couple days. You're gonna do really great in school, Cam. <laughs> I know it. Thanks. How's your mom doing? She's done all her physio. She's doing a lot better. That's nice.
I'll see you in a couple hours. Tell Dylan not to make you late. Okay. Bye. Ta-da! Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna miss you. Oh, it's not like I'm going anywhere. You can come home whenever you want. You're not gonna turn my room into a yoga studio or something, are you? Hmm, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Just kidding. Hello? <laughs> Kendra, I thought you were in bail. I may have said I left yesterday, but actually I'm not going until tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't want to miss your goodbye party. Here, I got you something. I heart NYC. Fucking killing it, Kendra. She's definitely not going to find anything like that there. (laughs) In the YouTube version, she also gives her tickets to the X Games. Oh, really? Yeah, because she's like, her boyfriend's a snowboarder and she's like, oh my god, two tickets for the X Games. And she's so excited despite the fact that, like, never, I mean, I I understand why they cut it because, like, never once has she expressed an interest in the X Games. Wow, that is so And then she's like, I get, like, and, like, the last line before the credits is, like, I get final approval of, like, who you, who you bring. She has two tickets and it's like, you're taking a dig at the 17 year old girl over the fact that she just right, just like dated romanced a convict. A convict. Yeah, that is like mm. first. I wonder if that was a deal with the X Games or if the X Games oh, has to be taken out. <laughs> so I want to go over this really quickly. Um, it does say um, I'm looking at the goofs on IMDb. It says the movie's supposed to be set in the United States, but at one point in the movie, the character Cammy first to her mother seeing uh, receiving physio. Mm-hmm. This is a giveaway that the movie was filmed in Canada. Crazy that I did not realize that till I fucking said it out loud and then read it um the trivia is basically we find out that the guy that she the mom was flirting with they played uh twin brother and sister werewolves in season two of the u.s version of being human um which was after this so they were lovers first and then siblings um i will say that i i really thought that overall this movie was decent it was mm-hmm. very frustrating mm-hmm. um it reminded me of a few different things but it was very very lifetimey yeah this was a lifetime movie yeah what did do you have any like overall thoughts um left with takeaway yeah i mean i i still have a lot of plot holes um there was so much action in the first 20 minutes and then I thought it was going to be really predictable and it wasn't, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, like every time I thought I knew it was going to happen, whatever, but it, it just seemed that that last scene kills me because she does bounce back so quickly. Like when she's in the prison and she's saying goodbye to him, like you can see that like she's upset. The whole New York thing was weird to me. Cause like they never say, like even when he's like, you're going to go to New York and you're going to finish college and you're going to get all your hopes and dreams. And like, we don't know what her hopes and dreams are. Like she has pictures right. of horses all over her room. Like, is she going to be like an equine science major? Like, why is she going to Manhattan? Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, I agree with you. That's like, there's a lot of like big, um, decisions being made for a girl that like really seem to like, she can't get past her dating life. Right. Yeah. And then she leaves the prison and she's like crying and she's upset. And then they're like having this going away party and she's like, it's her super sweet 16. Like she's like bouncy and happy and she's so excited to see Kendra. Yeah. And she also seems to have this like cool confidence about her. That's like that of like a 22 year old, like well into her first job out of college. Yeah. She's like, I got this. Yeah. And it's like, do you? That's not a normal feeling for anyone to have going off to college, let alone you, honey. You've got a lot to work on. Right. And like you watched two people die. 
Right. Like, and it just seems very... Your mom got shot in the arm. Right. You visit your boyfriend at prison. It was very, like, um, Amanda Knox to me. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit just, like, you can't... These things aren't going to go... Like, once someone says something like, I was in prison, or, like, this is the level I'm on, and you look at it and you identify it, and you're like, that's not me... You have to get off. And, like, the saddest thing is is that this girl wasted another, like, you know, two months of her life. And her mom got shot in the arm and she was put in in serious harm's way um, because she, you know, didn't say no the first three times that she should have. I need her to pay attention. And I'm like, there's a lot of warning signs here. And look at where you are now. You're broken up with someone that we all knew. You're not going to marry your high school boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like Someone needed to have a sit down with you. I feel like Kendra was a little too titillated by all of it. I think maybe Kendra didn't really have emotions in her high school relationships. Mm -hmm. But that's a very powerful drug. Teenage love. Yeah. Okay. So what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, God. Favorite movie of all time. Um, I'm going to see if there's any user submitted catfish stories while you think. It's so dumb, but I just keep coming back to Accepted. What movie is that again? It's with, um, what's his name? The guy with the hair. Is it uh, Jason um, Bateman? No. But someone who... Justin Long, when he does the fake college. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's your fave? It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. No, like, I mean, I'm... Whenever just, anyone asks me, like, that's the first thing that pops in my head, and then I spend a long time trying to think of, like, a better, more sophisticated, should interesting Should I watch one. it? You haven't seen it? No. I think you'd love it. That's, like, not... I think that that probably came out during a time when I was, like, poor and not seeing movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I missed a good five or six years of movies. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't afford to get upset. Like if I, right. if I cry at a movie, this could ruin the next like 12 hours of my life. Yeah. And it was like during probably like the year I was graduating high school or after it, I saw it like when it was on, it went on Netflix really quickly. Like it was Ooh. one of those. And me and my high school best friend destiny would like sit in her parents' basement and smoke cigarettes and watch raunchy teen comedies. Love that. that was like the, the title of the section on Netflix it was called raunchy teen comedies and accepted was like. The number one of that. It's also uh, Blake Lively. I think pre nose job. Really, Blake Lively's in that. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, she had like a whole phase that I missed after because yeah. I loved the sisterhood moment. Mm-hmm. Traveling pants, great. And then she stepped out in something. It wasn't the town. It was something in between there. But she had a variety of things in between that made her a whole ass star. Mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. I wasn't privy to. I knew it existed. I understood that. I've never seen Gossip Girl. Right? Like, I know it was I don't a think moment. I have the energy. I know who Gossip Girl is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, I would still watch Pretty Little Liars if I didn't know who A is, but it yeah. is really an exhaustive exercise. Oh, yeah. Um, emotional journey. Okay, so let's say Accepted is a number one Oscar winning yeah. movie. <laughs> and this is, uh, I'm sorry, Lifetime movies are a five. So, on a scale of like very good acting, great peak to, Wow, that that was a movie. Um, is this closer to a one or a five? So one is good. One is great. Five is like, great job, Tori Spelling. Hmm. I hate to be so middle of the road, but I do think it's like a genuine like three, maybe like a three point. I agree with you. I agree. Because there was like, Celeste brought it up for me. That um, uh, Dwayne's character was great. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of... Um, 
There was a lot of okayness in it. Yeah. It was okay. I kind of wish, like, I don't know, like, towards the end of it, the, the actor and the character of Jake makes a lot of sense, but, like, I do think that there's a different actor that could have played into his... Because he seems like he has some sort of personality disorder. Jake, yeah. 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 No, there's, like, nothing... It's, like, they never tap into it, and that's kind of what kills me is because there's so much opportunity with mm-hmm. several of the ideas they started. Yeah. They just didn't, like, finish them. Yeah. Um, well, there's a whole category for that, but I agree. Like, I think Jake... I think if... I don't know if I blame him or the... They're under a lot of time constraints. Like, they're literally down to the second Mm -hmm. of how long these movies can be. So, um, believability of the world and characters. For me, this is a five. Like, flat out, a fat-ass five. Yeah. To get all this... To get all this way... First of all, I don't believe that this upper-middle-class suburban girl would ever, like, go for the prisoner when she realizes what she's in. Right. But also, the, like... None of them, first of all, we don't even, if it wasn't for Kendra, who we can't even figure out what who her, she is. who she is, we would never, we wouldn't have moved on this movie. For me, it's a five. I don't, what do you think? Um, I'd say four, like I'm almost there. Like there's, there's portions of it. I think that that's again too, like I think both of these main characters need a little bit more backstory. Like, like something is like fucked up about this, like, you know, Girl Scout, all American vaguely blonde horse girl that she like she ha- I feel like she needed a darkness to her beyond my dad's dead uh, like what was the deal with her mom and dad splitting and her dad becoming a biker like right. what does that say about where her mom was too when they met was she, was mom at one point that right girl? and it's like you can see her kind of like searching for something that she's not getting she's like I don't want to date any of these guys in my school but it's not like she's like ugly and you know being rejected it's not like she's like looking for validation but she's extremely logged on apparently and then finds this dude and has this whole like fantasy and then just holds on to the fantasy throughout but like i needed i think what was the least believable about that is that i needed the motivation for her going online in the first place and holding on to this because there's there's an element to it even just like how quickly she becomes like subservient to him and very like you know, so excited about him. Like, I'll like, I'll cut school and I'll leave my job and I'll do this and you can come work with me. Like right. there needed to be like, she was so terrified to lose him from the jump. Yeah. And, and the like, second we don't we really her, see why she's the, the second we meet her, she wants to make this work. Like, right. she'll, she, and, like she should be dating group. the captain of the football team. Like she's this very like bright, spunky, like, you know, great smile, great hair. And she's it's, looking for something. Yeah. So like, there's something that was like the un- unbelievable part and once I got over that hump, other parts of it felt more believable. But yeah, who the so fuck we'll is Kendra? So we'll give that a four. Yeah, so we got four. a three and a four. Creative use of words to avoid censorship. I mean, a good way to look at this is like, did you miss that there weren't swear words? And I will tell you, I feel like for a movie that had all the parts that it did, mm-hmm. like with the crime, with the sort of intensity of the the romance and everything else... I would expect that there would, like, I would feel like, God, I want to hear you say fuck, man, or yeah. like something, you know? But, like, I didn't feel that way with this movie. I felt like they did a pretty good job with that, which is very lifetimey and not very real. Yeah. I didn't really notice until you asked, which I guess kind of points to it. Like a three. I'm going to give it yeah. a middle of the road. And I think it also just kind of helps with, like, how, like, innocent and young feeling these people were supposed to be. Yeah. I agree. Um, dialogue. So, I'll just say off the top, like, there are things like that math, 
like failure to like that is that is a writing problem ultimately. Yeah, it is a directing problem too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like mostly and editing, and but that's mostly a writing problem, right? Um, and things like that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes you out of they it. They were for very sure. distracting. Um, and that's not the sort of thing that should ever take you out of this dialogue overall wasn't the worst and there were sort of like intriguing things um but like a lot of it was very cringy like even the moments that were like okay like she's looking up gang signs like this should lead to something and then she would sit her down and it felt very like chris hansen yeah so in a way i kind of feel like it was passable but it was not great. Like, I feel like a three, five. Yeah. 3.5. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you're right. I think the scene with mom and Celeste is like probably, that's probably where the dialogue is the strongest. And you feel like it's genuinely like these two moms having a conversation. Yes. But everything outside of that, like it just, it kind of felt like people were talking without the other person and even being thought of it. Like it felt like they were shooting their scenes separately. That's like a, a, like a sitcom I would like to see is like, the mom and Celeste, like Celeste works at a diner Mm -hmm. and the mom like comes there for a piece of pie every night. And like the stories are built out around this like female friendship and like it takes place in the nineties. That's like an idea. Um, and I wish that this movie was that, Mm -hmm. um, wardrobe, wardrobe. It was okay for Lifetime. It was okay for Lifetime. They really captured the essence of 2010 with like the big chunky belt over the shirt with miss lo- that belt a lot of baby doll tops yeah. we loved a baby doll top in 2010 uh, like a big thick plastic bangle was nice yes like a statement necklace was everything yes yeah, statement necklaces were out and popping um the the wardrobe for the prisoners was laughable laughable again they're wearing like a brooks brothers like button up and then, like, lots of weird, like, boob moments. Like, yeah. mom, like, fully walks in to, like, get her data checked by the Call of Duty guy. And I'm like, lady, you're 40. Wear a bra to the office. Yeah. Like, you cannot wear a shelf right. tank top and a fucking wrap sweater. Yeah. And the scene where Cammy, Cammy's in the um, Vancouver, Philadelphia trap house. Mm-hmm. And it's when they both reveal that they're lying to each other. And it's kind of like like a Netflix and chill situation. Like, you're going to come over, we're going to hang out, but we're really just going to make out. She's definitely wearing two bras. Yes. Like, she has this weird amount of volume. She's wearing, like, a one of those, also very popular in 2010, like, one of those, like, tunic t-shirts that is, like, tight but goes over your hips mm. and like made everyone look like they were all torso and no legs it's so mm. unflattering i don't know why we did that yeah she's wearing one of those it's like screen printed from like a ross that's and then awful. she has two and a, and a cardigan a duster cardigan and two bras on so many dusters yeah and a lot of dusters they, they were not afraid of a cardigan in this movie mm. they needed a cardigan i yeah. mean so it was it was interesting with the wardrobe a lot like a lot of the i mean yeah, I think it was a big miss. The suit, for me, this is like a four. It was pretty offensive. The suit, yeah. The suit could have been much better. The things that were supposed to be great weren't even great. Mm-hmm. And like the things that were supposed and to be. And Edgar. Like, Edgar he, was he's gross. supposed to be this like crime boss and he dresses like he's, you know, like he was the IT guy. And the IT guy sort of dressed like, um, 
like he would have been one of like Vince Vaughn's bloated friends, like mm-hmm. back in the Three of Clubs days, like mm-hmm. swingers, like oh, like this is my friend Mikey from back home, like he wants to be a producer, and then Mikey would like burn out and then move home, but like he's everyone would still like him, right? Like that's who that guy was, like sort of okay, I, I get the scene. Uh, hair and makeup, th- this was bad for me. Yeah, it was bad and it was really inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Cammy had great hair. The guys were really struggling throughout. The guys were struggling. Um, Cammy was, was great and was very consistent and she had the type of hair that you would think you're 17 and you do your hair yourself. Like, that Lindsay was very looked believable. like she was in a biology, like, textbook. Yeah. She always she had, was like, a stock image model with, like, a side pony. The is, guys were, yeah, the guys were rough. It was unfair for Lindsay because I could tell that she had a nice curl mm-hmm. and they just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So they were like, okay, Okay, we're gonna frizz it out and gonna put it in like a layered ponytail, which is like now you just look like an eighties poodle. Yeah, it was sad. It was really hard for me as a girl. I think I think Kendra showed up to set with a blowout. She was like, "I'm just gonna cut this corner for you because I know that I have amazing highlights." Yeah, and I have someone who does my hair. She had like Kirstie Alley, like sort of like peak. Like she had like a little shaggy. Again, Stevie Nicks comes to mind. Yeah, Um, she had a great moment. It was good. Um, The makeup though of Edgar's. Girl, mm-hmm. that really stole the show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there was a, the mom had newscaster hair in a big way. Yeah, total newscaster hair, crazy uh, mascara on her. They really did Celeste dirty with with the makeup. The hair was good, like it was kind of like she didn't one hundred percent have her extensions blended, but like it was very mom believable. Like this is styled on the Celeste front, but had the extensions? back, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was, like, styled in the front, and then in the back was, like, kind of a shit show, and I'm like, that feels like something a mom would do. Like right, that was, right. Like, and especially, like, a mom in Philly. Um, it felt very, like, on point. But, yeah, other than that, like, the the guys especially. Like, Jake's hair goes through such a journey in this film of, like, being freshly blow-dried and then being plastered all over his face. Edgar has a receding hairline that just does not do him any favors. I almost think Celeste's makeup was the most generous in the movie because it was actually like made her a real person. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I want to give this like a four. It was pretty bad for me. Yeah. And then in the last scene, like inexplicably, Cammy is wearing more makeup than she's worn in the entire film. Right. Like she's, she's just going to college. She's all blush and like looks like she got her lips done. She has beautiful, beautiful like skin like mm-hmm. she has really beautiful natural rosy cheeks she's like my cousin Liz she reminds me of that music is a five it's I'm sorry the music is up my ass it's, yeah it's inside of me you just you notice it so much and there's never like a fun beat like give me a at least yeah. in a lifetime movie I love a beat you know but and it, it adds a lot of tension like in the coffee shop you think that he's a murderer because they're playing murder sounds and then when he's giving her his whole like poorly acted speech about may girlfriend was a crazy bitch like they're playing and as soon as the music stops she's like like it almost feels like she's under a spell that the music's controlling as soon as the music stops yeah. she's like it's okay you should tell me sooner it's almost like if i didn't know that things were scored to the movie i would assume that she was directed around the sound yeah you know what i mean but okay the other question i have just for you as a teen mm-hmm. um <laughs> what do you think about like Whenever they cut to high schools, it's always that like upbeat sort of like Saved by the Bell music. And like I get it. It's like it's supposed to be like get it, guys. Like we're fucking teenagers. We have energy. This is rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But like 
That is so not the vibe of any high school. Especially not this high school and like her relationship with school throughout the movie. I'm not saying it should be like Elliot Smith, but like give me a Cardigans vibe. Like meet me in the middle on that. And for some reason with Lifetime, they always go straight up for Saved by the Bell, like sound alike songs. And um, Lifetime, you're out of touch. Okay. Uh, It's Molly talking. Oh, I want to say also what this other, what other Lifetime movie this sort of reminded me of is Conrad and Michelle. The Bella Thorne movie about the texting teenagers in Massachusetts, the girl mm-hmm. that like got, it kind of had that vibe to it too, where I'm just like, can't get caught up, man. Next yeah. thing you know, that's a very complicated case for me. Um, okay. Crying. Jake had the best. I think he had a great breakdown scene. Jake had a great cry. Cammy, when she was crying, it was okay. But when she was getting choked up, like when she was doing like a half cry, yeah. I couldn't handle it. Cause it was just very, like she would just kind of like drop her voice two octaves. And that was her like getting choked up. And everyone else was dead inside. Yeah. There were a lot of tears. Like they were kind of like dealing with the information. It was very transactional. Mm-hmm. Celeste didn't give a fuck what happened. Like she didn't, is that her name? The sister, Celeste. Yeah. 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 Celeste was very, like, especially with those two phone calls. Like, she gets the phone call from Jake and he's like, Where's the key to the cabin? And she's like, Oh, my little brother. Like, oh, she's so knows. funny. Like, yeah, she totally knows. And she's kind of like brushing it off. And then she gets a phone call from this like panicked mother of like, well, Where's my 17 year old? And she does seem, until they're in the same room together, she seems very unfeeling about the whole thing. I mean, in my mind, it was because like, like 18 months ago before they were trying to get the kids back Celeste and her husband were doing meth at that cabin right and so she's like I mean I'm gonna like ask you some questions but at the end of the day am I one to throw a stone yeah certainly not go ahead go bring your underage girlfriend in the cabin um for crying I want to give it a five just simply because of his scene we never get that like that throwing crying angry the fists it stood out to me right away Mm -hmm. and I want to give that a five I feel that Okay, this is top victimization of the female character. I don't know. This feels complicated because she she seems so empowered at first and she seems like she's exploring this like exciting new world. Which and is the first step of victimhood. Right. Like, that's true. Time, yeah. Um, false sense of security. Right. And like it seems like she's making a lot of own decisions about her life, but very quickly it becomes an abusive, manipulative situation. I am realizing how many of these movies, and I feel like I keep re-realizing this, but like how many of these movies where I'm like, wow, they really worked overtime to like make me feel bad for this guy. Yeah. You know, which is surprising just because I always... They, they, They dig up a lot of sympathy for Jake, which... We never really, I mean, he's like obviously like an unreliable narrator. So like, did he commit a crime? Like, who knows? Yeah. We don't really ever know. Like, it's kind of on us to figure it out. But they, yeah, he has this like tortured hit puppy dog thing about him throughout the whole film. And you like, you want to root for them. I I never picked a side throughout. Like, I, there was no one yeah. that I felt was like I was an ally to. Like, if I, w- I was plopped down into this world, like... Would I be bopping around with Kendra? Like, would I be on the mom? You know what I mean? I feel I don't like know. it's a three just because it's like, I felt bad for every woman in this movie, but also felt like no one was like, just wandered into it. Yeah. As a full blown victim. Right. They all earned their position there. Okay. Failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. I mean, I feel like this whole movie is that. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like this whole movie's at. Like, I want to give it a fork. I really want to go ham, but I know I'm going to go hard on drop, uh, drop plot lines because this <laughs> whole movie is also an entire dropped plot line. Yeah. Like, is the fact that we never know who Kendra or whatever her name, the fact, is that, is that, is that a, a, a failure to jump to a logical conclusion or is that like, I mean, what is that? What is, what happened here? I feel like, no, no one did a good job here. Yeah. Okay. Four. Four. I'm going to give it four. Drop plot lines, I have to give it five. This is the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah. Sorry, I have to override There's the so whole many. industry over here. This is the worst fucking... I did not understand this movie at all. I've watched it three times. Font? <laughs> font is like a three or a four for me. Where do you yeah. stand on that? I mean, I didn't really notice it, but it also didn't do anything for me. Let's give it a 3.5 because it tried it with the little science fiction mm-hmm. characters. What does that mean, Sammy? Uh, what was the victimization of the female character? Three. Three. We are at 47.5. 47.5. That's a good one. That might be one of our biggest ones of the season. That's a big deal. I mean, this honestly was probably one of the best movies to watch in terms of like, yeah, I want to watch that. Mm -hmm. I had watched it before. I watched it three times in the last two and a half days. And I just talked about it for three hours. I'll tell you, not a great movie, but a really fun watch. Like, I would yeah. tell anyone to watch that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if you and, like, your boyfriend are at a Marriott for a weekend and that, that happens to come on when you're drunk, leave it on. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a nap. It's so good. <laughs> Frankie, thank you so much for being here. Of um, course. People can find you online. Where? Uh, I'm on Twitter. My name's Frankie Greek. Greek like the food and the country and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a 23andMe. I'm not Greek. Um, and then oh, I'm really, no, not a drop. I'm like the most European ass bitch you've ever met. Where does the name come from? I don't know. I've like asked. I also like, it's one of those things. I like, you know how your family just tells you stories and you believe them because you're a child. Yeah. Drop plot lines. Yeah, and then you grow up and you're like, Oh, like that's not. So like I found yeah, out literally like <laughs> I spent most of my life realizing that. Yeah. Right. Like I found out like a bunch of shit that I thought was true wasn't. So now I'm, I'm in this stage where I'm just assume everything's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But according to my father and obviously, Obviously, it's on my father's side. Like, it was just like they came over from Ellis Island and they were like, Your last name's Greek now. And I was like, That feels fake. Feels like something that someone told him to shut him up when he was like five. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what I, that's what like a lot of it was from what I remember from going to Ellis Island in fifth grade was people being told, like, just put this down. It's going to sound better. Or like, Oh, no, we decided this for you now. Or like, You're in this line. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I would love to be the namer. I think that that would be sick. Uh, Overall, not a sick practice. Um, Seems very hard to come through Ellis Island. And that was our history lesson this week. <laughs> you guys, Frankie's stuff is all up in our uh, bio as well. Check out MotherMaysPeoplePodcast.com and see all of our rankings and ratings. We have some episodes up on the Patreon right now, patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. Sammy, do you have any like anyone else you want to catfish before we sign off? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, thanks. Bye, guys.
Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.